romántico molestando con una vipa me pregunta si te quiero yo te digo que no estoy lista y no quiero comenzar no hay nada que empezar what is up mi gente this is Luis Martinez your co-host of the mi gente show podcast and this episode is called south of the eight um, this is sort of a cross the streams episode there's a podcast here more local to San Diego than anything else but we talked about a lot of global and national news called the South of eight podcast they invited us to come on their podcast to talk about mihenta show and immediately after we were done with them we had them on the mihenta show stream so we talked a little bit about their podcast but mostly um, we just had the host of the show on with us as we went through some tabs some news of the week some nonames ways and they basically just contributed like they were the third member of the show. We do have a new YouTube channel at Mijente Show as well, where you can listen to all the old episodes and catch clips of the show. We stream live on the 2AM Burrito page at 2AM Burrito on YouTube, and you can follow at Mijente Show anywhere. And obviously, if you're listening to us now, you are watching or listening to Mijente Show on one of your podcast destinations. Make sure you give this episode a like, a share, a follow, a rating if you're feeling benevolent, and that helps us out a lot. But as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching when we do the live streams. Thank you for participating. As always, thank you for lurking for the people that like to watch but don't like to say anything. We love you. Um, and as always, enjoy the pot. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito, live with you on a Thursday? On a, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Me and the show, live from the Burrito Lounge in Chula Vista, California, as well as Southern San Diego. What is up, Sofia Carrillo? Nothing much, Lou. Did you miss me? I haven't seen you in a long time. I mean, I saw you like an hour ago, and then I saw all you day. I've seen you. Yeah. Very, I've sent you various points during the day. I bought you lunch. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for feeding me. It's great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hope everybody's having doing? a having a pleasant February. That's a fun one to spell. Febru. A lot of people say February. What What are your thoughts on that? It's February, right? It's February, February, it's February. February. Yes. The more you say a word, the less the, the less you can really imagine that it's a word. Um, relax, February guys. We're prepping for the a lot of things happening here at Mihenta Show this month and next month. Sophia is starting her escapades on reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Both as a contestant on a dating show, and uh, it's called As the Lesbo Turns, right? Or what's yeah, the name yeah of it? that is exactly it. Coming out for love, Lou. Gosh. <laughs> but yes, it premieres this Saturday, so watch yes. out for that. And uh, Me Show is a proud official sponsor, media sponsor of the San Diego Latino Film Festival. It's kind of a big deal. We'll be providing coverage of the festivals, interviewing filmmakers, festival attendees, artists uh, that are part of the art installations and a lot of coverage here directly from here. Uh, we're also going to be partnered with uh, Cinema Viva. They're going to be providing us with some equipment as well. Shout out Horacio mm -hmm. and his people at Cinema Viva for helping us out. And we're going to be doing a, a lot of cool stuff for the festival. But tonight we're going to be catching up on tabs. We haven't done a pod in a, in, in a few days, so we're going to be catching up on some news and culture. What's happening in the world? Um, 
spy balloons, AUFOs, <laughs> Uncle Biden, uh, you know, another Russian diplomat fell out of a 16th story window hmm. a couple of days ago. That's it's, that's always dangerous. If you're, if you're a Russian person, you got to stay away from windows. Um, a lot of stuff happening in the world. But to help us chat about it today, we were just we did a uh, cross promotion today. We crossed the streams, as I like to say. We guested on a local podcast called the South of A Podcast, which is um, a local podcast that focuses on San Diego culture and San Diego events and locations, but also talks about topical stuff. And we had been talking to them about having um, a crossover episode where we did uh, we guessed it on their show. They guessed it on ours. We just did 45 minutes or an hour with them. And then 15 minutes later, we're back at it. Yeah. Uh, so now on our turf, uh, Mr. Vega, thank you for joining us. Hey everyone, how you guys doing? I feel like yeah, I feel like I just saw you. You know, it's it's. I think it's the most I've hustled the over um, episodes. You know what I mean? Uh, and I like it. I thought I'd be tired, but I like it. Oh, just you wait. We can go listen. Sometimes we've. What's our longest? We've done like a four hour one. I've done I've done a four and a half hour pod before. It won't be that long. I promise. No, it won't be that. Long, <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I mean, I I just gotta get some coffee, but I'm done. We did. We did, <laughs> we did, a, we did a meeting today, so we're not doing that again. No. Um, but we we talked a little bit about it, so I know the answer to this. But but can you tell us a little bit about uh, why you started the South of Eight Pod? Yeah, of course. So South of the Eight kind of started. Um, as another one of my hobbies, I have this chronic illness known as curiosity. So I just kind of jump from hobby to hobby and it's always kind of been like that. And then one day, this was pre-pandemic, matter of fact, I got really into podcasting or podcasts and just the diversity of them. I've always listened, but I just got really into them. Right. And at one point, the narcissist in me said, like, I could do this. Like, this is cool. And I feel like we don't have a local San Diego, at least at the time, I didn't know of any, right? Mm -hmm. And so I told myself, okay, you'll do this, but only if you sell some of your other hobbies, right? So I sold a base, I sold this, I sold that. And I was like, that way I can justify starting a new hobby. I sold my PlayStation, sell all of the stuff that kept me entertained. And then a week later, everything closed down because of the pandemic. So I hadn't even received my stuff and we go full pandemic mode, right? So everybody's playing, everybody's learning their instrument again, like all these things that I just gave away. So I was like, wow, all I have is the podcast. So I got the equipment Whoa. and I was like, fucking let's start inviting people. And it was my way to stay sane. Um, and then I realized I really liked it. And it's just kind of morphed into this variation of local scene stuff uh, with lately I've been doing some more political stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just, it's fun, but it's, uh, you know, I go on and off, but it's, it's fun. I really like it. What, what, what made you choose like South of the Eight as a title and then kind of like, you know, just the theme of it, I guess. So the theme of it is because it's all I know, right? Like growing up in San Diego and Tijuana, that border kid, how you had mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, on my episode, make sure you guys check that out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that border life kid, it was just so unique because I'd meet people from other places or I have family and go visit them and then realized at a very young age that like my perception was like tiny compared to what everything else was. But I really appreciated the things like caras aburritos, right? But also some mm -hmm. of the things in the world. And then also just crossing the border, that experience. So again, it all felt very special. And I knew other people shared it with me and I just kind of wanted to talk about it. And for the name, funny enough, 
it's me taking it back because I worked as a EMT for a long time, driving ambulances and this oh. stuff. And then uh, I started I started taking people up north, and then sometimes bringing people down south, right? And mm-hmm. time and time again, I would hear, "No, I don't go south of the eight, like in a de- derogatory way, you know." Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, "Huh, that's funny." When I was in school in high school, that's what they would call us if we ever did sports and went up north. It's like, "Oh, those are mm-hmm. kids from south of the eight. At the time, it didn't seem bad, but when those ladies, white ladies, were saying that shit, I was like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. I try not to cuss. <laughs> no, you're fine. We okay. cuss up a storm. <laughs> awesome. Um, so when I heard that stuff, right, I'm like, oh, shit. It, like, clicked in me. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. It was always derogatory. Like, it was always this otherism, right? And I tried to hang up on it. So then I was like, you know what? Where am I from? Yes, yeah, San Diego, but I'm from south of the eight, you know? And I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, like, ever since I named that, I, I guess I started hearing it more. Because I was like, oh, now I notice it. But I guess it is something people say south of the eight. To me, it just felt very specific. You know? It is. I never knew it was. It could be used as derogatory from the north of the eighters. Now I'm yeah. angry. But yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to trigger anything. But <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> hearing that do. time and time again. Right. And I was like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But, but it is course. a term that it, they definitely use it. Like what you said um, on, on your stream or on your pod, um, that anything north of the eight just seems like it's L.A. <laughs> It's a whole different world. It's mm-hmm. just, it looks different. Fucking smells different. And and again, for me, I, I never had anything to do with North of the Eight. So the only time I saw it was right after passing or right before passing the boobies, right? And then going to LA. The boobies, <laughs> yeah. Right. So to me, it was just like, oh, that's all one big black before I go to my family in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, oh, no, like Del Mar, fucking La Jolla, you mm-hmm. know, all that Happy, sort of stuff. Yeah. You go to the fair once a year and then, you know, (laughs) what else is there to do there? Exactly. Exactly. But like, honestly, like I really did grow up just south because we got a beach, right? Like not the cleanest, but it's my beach. It's the one I would go to. So yeah, it's just a trip. It's a trip how small it felt, but how big it really is. Yeah, definitely. It's it's San Diego is definitely a little big town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got this funny thing where I will hear it on TV sometimes or... Or like on songs, right? And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, no, we're kind of fucking amazing. Like, you know, we're known. You hear it in movies, like, oh, I just vacation in San Diego. And growing up, you're like, vacation here, man. No, you go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Because it's it's sort of in the shadow of LA as far as like popularity. But no, it's we're right fucking here and we're we're killing it, man. This is San Diego's awesome. Mm-hmm. What has been your uh your favorite guest or topic on your show so far uh that's that's rough um, aside from us of course of course <laughs> you know what i think i um, guess it's hard because thinking back i'm like oh man i really like that person but am i basing that off the, how much i like him or you know what i mean mm, yeah but the topic uh definitely when i get to know someone you know like when i really because yes it's san diego based and stuff like that i'm here to talk about your business your podcast your this your that but then when people are just like yeah like i grew up here this this is what i did like that's really cool to me you know and i don't know if like the people that listen like that sort of stuff but i really like it because i get to know someone and then it becomes more than just someone i dm'd for an interview you know it becomes something like oh wow that's cool like i got to know you but Guest-wise, um, uh, the co-directors of um, 
a border. Sorry, I'm blanking on the name right now. Border kindness. Oh. We did a walk at the desert for um, uh, for immigrants, and that was really humbling. That was kind of an intense experience. Uh, it was uh, we carry supplies, clothing, food, stuff like that. And this is something these guys do every weekend, you know. But cool. we got to do it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is crazy!" And I've been wanting to go back, and I really wanted to find the time. But it's the humbling experience, and it's very like again, it just sort of existential, you know. Mm-hmm. So great. Experience. So what, what what kind of work do they do? They they take clothes to or so they do a whole lot of stuff, but it's very much border based, right? Mm-hmm. And w- one of the things that they do is they do these walks where they'll take people with backpacks and they fill it up a gallon of water food sometimes hats right supplies sometimes nothing now they're doing jackets and things like that for the cold Mm. and they have a trail they have multiple trails and we'll have a leader that's super well prepared man if you could see the back that this guy carries well i'm sure there's multiple but like they carry so many supplies for us right and Mm. then we carry the supplies for the trail uh and we go to certain spots we drop off water we drop off supplies and then we kind of leave and then we pick up whatever wasn't picked up last time. And you can tell that people have been opening up these cans. I mean, you see the change of the socks, right? You see clothing, you see backpacks that weren't there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, these supplies are being used. Like this work is super important because it's not like it's just, oh, yeah, it hasn't been touched in a month. No, these guys go weekly or every other weekly to certain trails. And they're always, someone always use something, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty intense. Uh, I so I got to interview them about that, and that was really cool. And I remember doing a follow up episode, just about my uh, Jessica's and I's experience doing that whole thing, and it was it was emotional, but it was also like really rewarding. And it sucks because when I talk about it, it always makes it seem like I, like how I felt and how great I felt about it. Mm-hmm. But it is great work, you know. Like if not for anything, do charity because it feels good, you know. I guess yeah. That's one way to say, it. Um, but yeah, cool experience for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, anytime that, yeah, you got to do the charity because if you didn't get anything out of it, right, you get that dope uh, serotonin, you get, you feel good about yourself. It's okay. You know, I just, as long as you're not, you know, as long as you're not the person that's getting the 50 uh, happy meals and then giving them out and then taking selfies with all the homeless yeah. people. <laughs> that's, um, yeah. And I don't know how meta you want to get about that whole thing, but like that's super popular right now, right? Because of stuff with Mr. Beast. I don't know if you guys follow that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. With the, so, with the eye surgery, especially. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I know how I feel about it, but man, I just. Do tell. It, do tell. David. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I like, I think that in a perfect world, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't need to post it to be encouraged to help people, right? In a perfect world. Mm-hmm. But it's not a perfect world. And if him posting it is gonna let a, a thousand people see, then who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. think being some one of the family members of them and you hear people and you're so happy, right? Because it's family or you yourself get your eyesight fixed and people are like, well, it's fucked up that he did that to you. It's like, dude, he just fixed my sight. You know, yeah. I feel like people don't take that into consideration. And again, was he making them dance for it? Not really. He was just mm. kind of, you're just kind of being recorded. Um, but again, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need that. But we don't live in a perfect world. And I think they appreciate it. I think. Yeah, really no, I, I, I agree. I, I think I found the same boat where like, 
it's is it a little sad that like you know you have to make a video and make money to give back and stuff like that of course but who's really at fault here it's more so society and the fact that we live in in a society where people can't get a 10 minute freaking surgery yeah that's pretty not even that expensive it's just we don't have the healthcare means and stuff like that and that's due to capitalism but i'll rant about that later in the pod <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I sort of think the the view that um, it's it's kind of like it, it's like a late stage capitalism, right? Because we are, yes, you know, you always see these mm-hmm. GoFundMe, and then they try to they try to spin it as a positive article where they'll be like, family mm-hmm. whose five year old boy didn't qualify for a uh, electric wheelchair raises $19,000 on Kickstarters and they're they're able to build him a custom chair. Yeah. And it's like, why do we fucking have, to, why are we trying to validate the fact that instead of just giving us fucking health care, we have to go beg our friends and neighbors and go viral to, to do mm-hmm. something like that. So the opposite side is, yeah, you know, Mr. Beast isn't harming anybody by giving the hundred, but it does spotlight number one charity, number two, that, we shouldn't need to have that, but since we are in the, the uh, late stage capitalism, then we can't rely on the state to help us out. But we have to rely on the benevolence of billionaires. I know. I say yeah, Medicare want... for all, you guys. Come on. Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting topic because, um, right? You you want to be like, oh, like without them, right? And mm-hmm. it's just more of like our dependence or our I idolizing of billionaires right like mm-hmm. even mr beast i mean that's a whole different problem but like just the idea that thank god for bil- billionaires you know yeah. it's like no no okay no 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 <laughs> like let's not go that far um but yes it, because of everything guys mentioned it's a shitty situation mm-hmm. but i think the people prefer having sight you know and then <laughs> yeah. you ask the question like where do we draw the line right because mm-hmm. then the next guy might make him sing and dance. Can we still justify it? Fuck, I don't know. Like, we'll mm-hmm. get cross that bridge when we get there. But I think people are upset about the wrong thing. Like, we should be upset about the fact that it wasn't available. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, yeah, the anger is justified. It's just it's just misdirected towards Mr. Beast, where it should so be towards... supposed to be misdirected, you know? You think mm-hmm. people that are in charge of the medicine want the heat? No. Like, with the whole... Like, I know that pharmaceuticals have been in the and it's always been a problem right and when people mm-hmm. start getting arrested and stuff like that for price gouging it's like great a win quote unquote but the price still sucks like we haven't done anything mm-hmm. you know like uh, these people aren't like the people complaining about mr beast aren't starting a foundation to help the blind they're exactly. just shit posted because they don't agree with something yeah pretty much so I mean we're getting a little bit a little yeah, bit political, yeah, yeah. which brings me to um do you have another I know it's within the South of the Eight podcast, but the the working the class stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what is the working class stooges? So funny enough, um I think we had just mentioned I'm suck at like inviting people over to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um but I happen to have this really favorite uh library of our bookstore of mine that is in the art hub. It's rare rarities. And I used to go pretty often, just grab a book. It, they were cheap, $4, $8, right? And I am obsessed with getting books. So it was kind of like a fix for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I would go buy a couple books. And then after a couple of times, I was like, yo, this 
bookstore is awesome. Like, who owns it, right? So I was talking to the guy at the counter. He's like, oh, it's mine. I'm like, my cousins and I, you know, and we kind of start chit-chatting about the books I had. And my very radical comrade, <laughs> Joey, he um, he's like, oh, man, like, it's great to be able to talk about this, like politics and stuff, you know, yeah, uh, with someone. And I was like, yeah, man, it was great. And then I finally got the courage. I was like, you should be on the podcast. Like, I have a podcast. Ah, like, you did it. I did it. It took forever. But I was like, I do it. And my girlfriend was so proud of me. She's like, oh, my God, you asked. But I was like, I know. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. Um, so I finally, um, so I asked him. I uh, He had me on. I had him on because it was at his bookstore. And I remember getting there. He's like, do you do video? And I was like, ah, I really want to start. So, like, a lot of things started with the interview with him. And then we recorded it. And it got super political right away. So then eventually I was like, yo, man, we, I'd love to keep talking about this. If not for just us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we are a little uh, more left than most people, but I think most people are where we are. They just don't have the words for it. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I yeah. agree with that. I mean, so, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No. So then it just, it became a, a regular I don't know what to call it because it. I don't know that it's its own podcast. It's a segment, uh, mm-hmm. I like to say. So Working Class Stooges is a pretty recurring segment that we've had. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to write. Oh, not write, sorry. To record. And then lately we've been joining some book clubs. So we're really gearing up for this whole thing. So it's fun. What? But again, we're just working class. We're not academics or anything like that. We're just talking from our perspective as the working class. Mm-hmm. He's a farmer. I'm a construction worker. So I'm union. So like we have our fingers in a lot of this like red that we have in San Diego, mm-hmm. but we for, refuse to accept. Oh, I love uh, it. And that's kind of the stuff we bullshit about. So yeah. I love it. Out of curiosity, what are some of the books that got you guys, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, started? Das Capital. Um, uh, some excerpts, excerpts from Hegel and Marx and Lenin. And then what other? So just like super political, eighteen hundred yeah. bucks. <laughs> that he's like, oh wait, you're Lenin. He's like, you read Lenin, and I was like, well, you know, and yeah, like I'm trying to, and we kind of just started bullshitting off of that. But I remember he, I bought a book. He's like, ah, because that's how the conversation started. He's like, ah, like I really didn't want to sell that book. He's like, but I, just, I just, he's like, the reason I opened up this bookstore too was to get rid of stuff, you know. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then we kind of started bullshitting out. out that. Where is this bookstore? Yeah. I the Ar- it's in the R Hub. It's so in front of Por Vida, there's a little art nook that has a lot of studios. They'll have like stores and they'll have like individual art studios. And if you walk in there all the way to the back, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, Reyes Rarities, he's open Monday through Friday, Saturday, I believe. It's always there. <laughs> But uh, it's a good time. And the cool thing is, like, we do talk a lot about political stuff and leftist stuff. But mm-hmm. he does have all sorts of books. He's a huge sci- sci-fi nerd. He's been trying right. to make me to read some sci-fi. So if you're into sci-fi, that's, he's, he has a lot of that. You'll have just regular, book, like, old type of books. And these books are, like, $2, $4. It's, oh, wow. It's for the love of it. And if you go there, he'll also have a lot of, like, books where you can just, he'll have a QR code of free copies of PDFs. So if you go in there and want to rack up on some like books, he'll just have mm-hmm. free copies. You know, if they're public domain, I mean, he's not harming anyone. We're not doing piracy or anything. It's just public no. domain stuff. Instead of you buying the book, you can just kind of go in there and start scanning codes and you have a library. So that's, that's cool so too. nice. I love that. 
Yeah, yeah. So oh shout out Joey, Joey Reyes from Reyes Rarities. Reyes Rarities. I love we're it. I'm to, looking gonna it up check, right now. We're gonna have to check that out. Hey, what's up? No, everybody? it's a good time. You guys haven't been to that little R Hub. There's a lot of stuff there. Um, there's other um creators, I guess, artists that so they'll have jewelry. I know his wife is right next to him and she sells jewelry. And then there's other studios that'll sell their art or I don't know. There's there's a, a little block in there that sells nothing but spray paint. It's super badass. Is this? Uh, it's cool. Is this on like Logan or is it? Yeah, it's in Logan. Yeah. So mm. I want to think of. Do you know the Logan Park Inn? It's a bar that's right there in Logan, kind of next to Border X. It's like a little dive bar. It's right next to that. Yeah, it's I think so. Called, yeah, the R Hub. Yeah. Yeah, that little. The funny thing about Logan is that there's so many like side things. There's one right next to Puerto really as well, next to the record store, where you go to the back and it's a shop. I don't know. I always find something when I go there. It's a fun thing. Oh, all, right. all right. Some good recommendations. All right, guys. We are live talking with uh, David Vega from the South of Eight podcast. Thanks, uh, Melody, for stopping by. Melody says, my art studio is a few doors down from Art Hub. Saludos. Oh, awesome. Hey, yeah. nice. So and a lot of cool artists uh, down in Bar Logan and all of San Diego, really, but... I just love when it like finds itself. You know what I mean? Just yes, artists, art people doing art shit kind of stuff. Art it's people really doing art things. Yeah, 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 man. It's awesome. Um, so anybody, you can uh, check out David. You can look for the South of Eight podcast, wherever you get your podcast. There's also, I don't know if, were you aware that there was a San Diego movie called South of Eight <laughs> yeah. a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's funny. I figured it out because I lo- put in <laughs> South of the Eight on, the, on YouTube. Uh-huh. On the YouTube, God, I sound old. Uh, on YouTube, and um, and it came up, and I was like, I have to watch this. I I couldn't help. It. I watched like yeah. I skimmed through it uh, like two times, but I watched a lot of it. It's yeah. it's interesting, man. It's <laughs> yeah. They were they were they were they made it around the same time that we made our feature a few years ago uh, called Blacklisted, and it's uh, it's uh, some some of our friends. Some people that we know and some colleagues and some local filmmakers made yeah. it. So I just thought it was the first thing I thought of. I was like. South of Eight wants to talk to us. And I was like, South of Eight, like the movie? Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, the podcast. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, um, that's cool. I Again, it's funny because I also happened to me on Instagram where I put in South of the Eight, right? Looking for the, the at or whatever. Yeah. And there is a photographer that had a page. You can tell it was had because they haven't posted it since like 2016 or something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really want that. And I've DM'd them a bunch of times. But yeah, Aww. I mean, it's one of those accounts I'm sure someone just still has the password but just completely forgot about um and it's a bummer but yes uh it's that's how i found about the indie uh indie movie pretty interesting oh so they, you, you wanted you wanted the uh the name yeah because yeah. my at is like sot8 podcast. oh yeah yeah so it's weird right and like it's just i didn't know what else to put and i have put south of the eight but i can't put a number i don't know it's just south of the eight underscore pod yeah. yeah, maybe that's what I, I should do. But then that's a word. I mean, I don't know that that would fit anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, yeah. it's just such a pain. But it's one that's of those also things part that I'm of really not good at. So it's okay. That's what uh, one of the reasons why he added show as well because Mihenta was already taken on everything. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's already yeah. its own thing. I mean, Mihenta is yeah, such a common yeah, saying, Mijente, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess the show. yeah. Mijente would be too broad, right? It's broad and yeah, and yeah, we're a show, so we're like, but show, show, no, but show, it sound, does sound good. Mijente yeah. show, 
We got lucky because it's we got it on everything. Last week I got oh, right. it on on YouTube, and I was like, nice. it's for sure not going to be available, and it was. I was like, yes, yeah. that is. Cool. Yeah, you guys are lucky because we can't. You think? I mean, it's a you very think, good yeah. name, but it's because it's a very good name. Like, why yeah. wasn't it taken? <laughs> exactly. Know? I know there That's are cool. some subsets like other podcasts that are like me hint that talks, me hint the blank, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, Margarita. Hey, what's up, Margarita? Margarita. Do you have the South of Eight license plate? I think I saw that recently. Oh, that's interesting. No, I do not. Ah, Um, commitment. But it's fun. Yeah, right. Uh, That it's funny to think that someone does. That's really that's a commitment right there. Um, But yeah, we like appropriate. Do you think we appropriated South of the Eight as like a saying? Like since since you know white people do be using it in a very offensive tone. But I think it's like it's I don't think it's like a slur. You know what I mean? I think it yeah. was just like I don't happen to go south of the you know what I mean? Like it's literally yeah. like mm-hmm. a saying, like a saying, like a local saying, I guess. Yeah, I guess a local saying, but even just an ex- like literally what it means, right? I just don't go south of the eight. Um like a direction, I will say, it's like a direction or something. I have said I don't go north of the eight, so I don't know if that makes I, me I've said that racist. A lot. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I've <laughs> had people I've had people tell me, like, you know, City Heights, um, is it City Heights? There is some little towns that are a little bit north of the eight that are like, no. oh, we're not that bad, you know? Your university oh. heights, I think is what it is. But I'm like, no, but you're at heart and you know exactly what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not that. Listen, not I don't right. go to I don't go to Santee, so I understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't go to Plenty. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I stay the fuck away from where I'm not wanted. Right? That's yeah. uh, definitely a place I know I knew about growing up and it was not mm-hmm. i never i i'd gone a couple of times because of the trolley and stuff like that you find your way there but like yeah i didn't know how bad it was until like the pandemic when you see videos and we'd be like on the news of like other states on like national news for like yeah. santee and san diego and it's like oh wow we have got all sorts of stuff down here yeah it's also a thing margarita you're right there's also a thing in la like i don't go east of lincoln boulevard or i don't yeah, go yeah, you yeah. know i don't go i don't go to the valley or yeah no for yeah. sure yeah. i remember yeah. hearing saying once like oh i don't go and this is like super like oh you're rich they're like i don't go east of the five mm-hmm. now that's small that's La Jolla. That's You're talking very small. money. You're talking yeah. money. You're talking I, like. I've heard I don't go west of the 805 because, you know, east right. is the rich side. But Right, right. What? Okay. East you of the five. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah. that's like beach property. You're Tiny. talking. Yeah, beach yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know what's funny is I gave Santi a chance. Like, I was like. I was like, okay, you hear all these stories. I'm going to go, whatever. So I went. Yeah, yeah. And um, no, yeah, it was scary. There's Confederate flags like in every other house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trucks. Scary. You got trucks. And you know, you get a little bit of that in, or not a little bit, you get a lot of that in like uh, East 8. Oh, sorry, East 8. Look, sorry. Um, <laughs> El Cajon, East El Cajon. Uh-huh. Like you start going into like Lakeside, mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, Listen. I don't go north of the 54, south of the 905, <laughs> or east, or east of the, east of the, or, or east of the 94. Yeah. All right, that's I stay yeah. in that area. Yeah, it is I a little in, beautiful block. I, st- I stay, in, yeah. I stay in that area. We have a very San, De- San Diego centric uh, start to our show today, but we're going to get into some, some into some national yes. news yes. and national reactions. Make sure you guys follow the South of Eight podcast. Um, we'll be putting links in the episode, but let's jump into some stuff that happened over the last week. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories from the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys caught this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is Rih- this is Rihanna's lip sync. Uh, not lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> what a badass, huh? Yes. Oof. Like, yeah. You don't even have to hear the song to know. 
Wait, actually turn it down so we can get the full experience. Like, that's how... You know, it's, yeah, that's how we better have my money. You know exactly what she's saying. Oh, this is, I think this is like how you do it. You know what I mean? Like you can't have someone boring. Like they're got to perform. And I think this is like a normal, I'm guessing this is like a common thing, right? Like they need to like amp it up or something. Yeah. Well, in the, in the deaf community, like whenever you do sign language, it is, um, yeah, you have to be very expressive and like, you know, right. body movements and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's awesome. But, they were killing yeah. it. Killed yeah. It. Yes. Can't, yeah, we can't play the music because we don't want to get uh right. taken down uh, <laughs> by Riri. But oh. but she was she she ate proverbially, as they say, oh, yeah. in the parlance <laughs> of our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no crumbs, as the as I wonder if I know for ASL, a lot of the stuff that will be shortcuts, right? Like well-known shortcuts. I wonder if they have to make some for music. Because I mean, I'm sure some of the expressions we use in music is just a little bizarre and to sign. You oh, know, really? that's gonna be uh-huh. interesting. But wow, that's that's cool. Talented for sure. What gets me is like how fast you have to to say like a full oh, sentence or like a ism and you have to yeah. do it in like a sign. Like that's they gotta they yeah. They, yeah, they gotta be quick with it. It's hard. Yeah. I wanna learn it at home, like just playing a playlist. She probably had the set list, right? Yeah. And she's just like, all right, I gotta fucking because I don't know. It looks good though. I mean, she knows it. She means yeah, it's real, yeah, it's real honest. Like she that yeah. doesn't know the song. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how much, but I think it's I think it's awesome for people. Um, I know we had um, well, I had uh, Zoe Hendricks, who, who's an ASL teacher, an AS, um, ASL teacher, and I was asking her, you know, is there accents in sign language? Is there like a southern type of, of is there like a drawl or is there like an accent? And she said, yeah, there's there's ways to sign that's more impressive that sort of gives that sort of equivalent mm. of an accent so i think i think definitely we started seeing it with like presidential speeches and 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 stuff like that and 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 i i think also uh there was a guy who won the oscar for coda that did the did the national anthem or something or or they did something at the super bowl as well so i'm glad i'm glad that 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 anything that makes the world a little bit more inclusive and easier for people to you know to live in i'm all for yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And just to take this into a different way for a second, do you have you guys seen the video of the lady that got hired? I think it was by the police department that she lied that she knew ASL. So she goes through like multiple briefings signing, but it's complete nonsense. And it wasn't until yes. like the third. No, look, I'm not kidding. Look it up. And like it wasn't Whoa. until the third news broadcast that someone's like, yo, this person doesn't know how to sign. They're just they just, just lied. They lied, and, and then they're just saying complete nonsense. The fact that they got through three meetings exactly. is like astonishing. Exactly. No one, yeah, that was yeah. But it goes to show how much we still have to learn. Like, yes, it helped. Mm-hmm. It helps that we have these. But how about we make sure that it's all being translated properly? Like, it's you know, it's just it's rough. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of. We got to be better. I, they should teach ASL as like you know, on in school. One hundred percent. Yeah, and if they do, they don't do it enough because I don't know anything. I remember learning a couple things when I was in EMT. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like, uh, and I, honestly, I'm blanking on it. I don't, I don't, I don't know it anymore. But there is certain ASL that was used for medical personnel 
just to know how to gauge like one through 10 pain and where does it hurt kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, to be able to engage. But this is very minimal and it's like, I should know more. Like it's just, it's rough, you know? Yeah, no, totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was your, uh, give me a second here as I update our logo. Look at that me. Look at us. Yeah, we got Ooh, look at us. Yeah, look at my ugly. eyebrows. Yeah, yeah look at that. <laughs> Yeah. They got did they get the man bun correctly? Yeah, they got it, man. I think they did. I think they got, got the man. Yeah. They got the man bun, the smile, the mustache, and the, and the yeah. chain. Yeah. The predominantly yeah. black shirt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey man, it's a look. I'm not even gonna <laughs> it's, a look. it's a look. Um I was talking about this. Um, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Um yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I watched uh, the Rihanna show. Yeah, with right. the halftime football. They game. were playing football at the Rihanna concert. Did you guys see? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, well, the main Rihanna thing was that her her plate was um, her her class was you know it's always the whole the Christian versus the satanic in the Super Bowl. Oh, um, anyway, Terry Bradshaw at the end of the game when they were presenting the Super Bowl trophy to Andy Reid um, does this. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> All right, one more time for the big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Congratulations, Andy. That's not nice. <laughs> so yeah, over. I remember hearing it when it happened, and I was like, "Oh shit, he, he's into that." Yeah. To the sunset. That's not going to happen, is it? No. No. Right. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to okay. tell you, this is unbelievable. Talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But how about those cheese? And then at the end, what do you say? That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their wine. <laughs> what? So first he says, get the big guy, get the big guy. Yeah, waddle, waddle, over waddle on over here. Love it. And then at the end, he says, go have a cheeseburger on us, you fat fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just- well, honestly, that sounds like kind of shit that like they were friends. It yeah, just happened to I was slip out. Say, are they homies or national no? TV? But like that sounds like the kind of shit you say to a person you either really lo- don't like or someone <laughs> you do like, right? It's like that yeah, weird yeah, thing. I, I understand, but uh, all right, I'm just saying, like, there's the old Seinfeld thing. You guys ever watched the episode of Seinfeld where the dentist uh, converts to Judaism and Jerry's concerned that he converted to Judaism so that he could make the Jewish jokes? Brian Cranston. So, Right. Yeah. yeah Ryan yeah. Cranston, right. Ryan so Terry Bradshaw yeah. recently put on a little weight. So right. I think now he feels that he can make the fat jokes. Yes. And I'm here yeah. to tell you, Terry Bradshaw, you cannot. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up. Oh, you know, my God. You know, you no, it's it's it is true. But it's because I was thinking about that when he said it. I was like, oh, he's like, what he's is it? El burro hablando orejas. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, yeah. like, what's going on? And not to mention that, like, one Listen joke, to. whatever you waddled, he's like, oh, fuck, it slipped. But then yeah. to say that at the end, it's oh, like, yeah, oh, I man. know. It's so cold, though, man. You, waddle I is wonder like, if they have beef. They probably have beef, you guys. Penguin looking motherfucker, you <laughs> fat. <laughs> you can't walk like a normal fucking human. I mean, once you yeah, get your yeah. fat ass over here, that's no, what you I just, hear. You just let somebody tells me, Lou, why don't you walk? Somebody's. Yeah. Look, look, look. What I always say about fat shaming is that I enjoy a little bit of it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be funny about it, like, like if we're sitting at dinner and then you all of a sudden you say, "Lou, yes, I am gonna finish this," then I'll yeah. chuckle because you made it funny. But if you're just like, "Oh, look at you, you're fat," 
you know, then it's just that's when it becomes cool. But I'm just saying, if somebody tells me waddle on over here, oh my god, I would I would be fucking seen red. I don't care if it's a yeah. friend. They have to be yeah, super no. cool. No, but like, okay, yeah. again, take all of that shit off. Like national TV, man, fucking national TV. And it's his moment too. Like, he just won. Like, yeah, just, why are you popping bubbles? That shit sounds like a bonito. Yeah, that shit so, sounds like someone that hasn't done much, so they gotta demean you somehow. The, Exactly. The stinger you know I mean? at the end, the stinger, go have a fucking cheeseburger Jesus, on us. Yeah. I'm like, God, all right, man. Obviously, the Somebody's man loves jealous. cheeseburgers. They hate us because like, they ain't us. I would have been like, listen, number one, fuck you. And number two, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I will have a cheeseburger. Not I will, you told me. but not because you told me. <laughs> it's because cheeseburgers are delicious. Yeah. And I just yeah. saw the menu. Yes. <laughs> Cardi B has a new uh, che- has a new burger. At I keep McDonald's. seeing that commercial. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a. Have you guys ever had any of those meals? I know what is it. BTS had one. J Balvin had one. The only one that I've actually fallen for, but um, I didn't really like that much, was the Popeyes. Fuck Popeyes. What's the artist's name? Se me fue. Se me fue. Popeyes uh, Sailor Man. Uh, so she did a song with Cardi B. Meg The Stallion. Meg The Stallion. Oh. She had okay. a Popeye's burger and like I did. But like, what one. is it? Like, is she just what they would order? So you just is that what it is? Or I feel like, they like collab- the stallion? Like, what is it? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what it is. Like, look, I got the beach. What am I no, buying here? What no, they made a here? sauce. They they made a sauce, and then I didn't like the sauce. Listen, I don't know about celebrity stuff because like celebrity tequila is so played out, right? I you know. Have, like, like now celebrity meals, but the, the other Kardashians day I was at I was at the 7-Eleven and LeBron has like a Ruffles or whatever. It's like the cheese one, the aloe one, and then some other one all mixed together. What? And it doesn't taste like anything. Like it tastes like just one of the chips. It's supposed to be three mixed, three flavors mixed, right? And it tastes like whatever. And then part of me is like, why the hell did I buy this? Why did I buy this? Like, is it because of LeBron's in it? Like, is that really? So I just had this conversation with my, because I hated the chips. Like if there's something I don't like, I love spending money on food, but if you disappoint me, Right, it's like yeah. I'm gonna be mad, right? Because not only did I shit food, now I'm mad about it. I think it's um, a fat curiosity. It's your curiosity yeah, disease. Curiosity. <laughs> so be like, what? But but they got one, right? They got me. They got me to buy it, and it's like, yeah. damn it! Like I hate that it works. I hate that it works, even though you know, right, that you mm-hmm. shouldn't. You're yeah. still. I hate when it works and it's horrible and you're just like, I can't believe it. Yeah, it feels You know, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I went to this uh, bonfire party thing a while ago and you, it's a public. So you bring your own stuff. <laughs> Shut up. So you bring your own stuff and like everyone, for some reason, multiple of these people brought the Mexican street corn Cheetos. Um, huh. Have you guys ever tried that? No, I've heard of them. It, they have a, they have like, you know, they have like a, like a corn on a stick on chili right. limon y todo, like uh, on the, you know picture on the logo it looks delicious so i bought it and then out of the couples that came like they bought it and then we had like three bags it was disgusting uh that's what i'm saying they get you it was so nasty course, it's not gonna taste like it you know we all, yeah yeah but it didn't it, no it, it, but, it's trash but you want to try it yeah don't yeah. try it just if you see that <laughs> don't try it Tip of the day, don't try it we all, all right. agreed it was trash. There's a lot of stuff like that and like um, for me, like growing down south, even more south, um, the chips over there, it's a whole different game. I mean, the stuff they got over there, it beyond um, flavor-wise and stuff like that, it's, it's beyond true. better than here, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also I like know. the U.S. is trying, but the shit's already so superficial that like I think we're just tasting like fake and then they add another fake to it and just taste yeah. weird. 
But yeah. Did um that's weird. I always I've said this before, but I, I when I realized how prevalent 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 uh, yeah prevalent the uh Mexican culture was in San Diego was when I realized that all the movie theaters had jalapenos in them. Oh yeah. And, and I was like, do you realize how many Mexicans you have to have for them to be like because okay, there's no well, other movie theater in the world outside of Southern California really? or Mexico. Don't tell me that. Where, oh where jalapenos are specifically on as an added comedy. Every other movie theater, you got your hot dog, you got Whoa. your butter, your popcorn. Maybe you get some fancy stuff and some chocolates. But no, you guys don't understand. New York, Florida, no? Texas, there is not a... You're, you wow. can go to a movie theater anywhere else in the world and you're never going to be able to get jalapenos on demand and it's because like open bar I mean, there's, open bars, there's there's open bar jalapeno situation in san diego we, are, like, we also have packets of tapatio packets of tapatio that does not go down yeah. any other Great there's no you. other culture that has what? affected the movie industry like that, that where it changes wow. that's kind I'm of sad awesome. you're blowing my mind yeah, I'm serious. Like, awesome I've been to movie theaters in like ten different countries. Never have I had jalapenos except in San Diego. I've only been to movie theaters here and in TJ. So, and <laughs> the, 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 yo, the popcorn game in TJ is oh undefeated. Oh I mean, you're talking about like sweet, savory, all mixed together. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's it's a dream. <laughs> it's no, so not good. to mention that you can order a crepe. They have crepe carts in the hallways yes. where you can get a crepe on demand to go watch your movie and then they have this thing called the vip which apparently someone told me there's one in san marcos as well what seen it? yeah there's one in it, san marcos. but it's not cinepolis it is it's cinepolis it vip <gasps> but anyway the one in tj you have a menu and you can tell them at what time you want the food you want to order and you're i'm talking yeah. sushi beer a burger and you yeah. put the times and then when the waiter comes uh, or there's a button for the waiter, and you can keep asking for stuff. It's super yeah. bougie. Yeah, and that's one with the recliner seats, and yes. like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Now, I guess, uh, like, uh, Chula Mall has, like, a reclining seat. but like Yeah, that's that, probably yeah, the closest. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that I go to. $5 Tuesdays with the recliner chair. The- Man, it's oh, yeah. A, yeah, yeah it's $5 Tuesdays. I, I just found out about that, and honestly, it's awesome because they are a little pricey. But they're mm-hmm. worth it, man. Like right there. Yeah, yeah especially you get the recline, get back. Mm-hmm. You can get a drink at your at your table. So that's good. The movie experience has not been to, stepped up. Not to add too much on the tabs here, because I know this is your guys' thing. But what is your well, guys' thoughts on uh, price? The seating uh, prices. prices. Yeah, seating mm-hmm. prices. Changing the seating prices. Did you hear about like that, Lou? Yes. I know you guys are mm-hmm. yeah, into movies and stuff like that. And from an art perspective, you think it's good because it'll get more people in? Or is it just the preamble for them to be able to push Listen, up the prices in like five years. I think it's the preamble for them boosting the prices. Eh? I think that it's good in theory, but in practice, it's not going to work out. Because listen, I'm broke. Let's say I want to go watch a movie and all the seats that I want to get are taken. I'm just not going to watch it that day. I'm going to risk it. I'm not going to sit in the front. That's not going to get my ass in a seat. And, or I'm going to find a way to not buy the ticket. Or I don't know. I'm going to find a way to cheat the system is what I'm going to do. Okay. But I am not going to sit in the front row seats just because I can't afford a better seat. And I'm not going to save up my pennies to spend it later on. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little shamey on the people that can't afford it. It's a little segregation-y. I'm getting segregation. Um, I understand where they're coming from because, you know, some seats are worth better. It sucks if you pay the same price and then you have to sit in the front. So that sucks. So I get it. 
But it also just feels like it's leading up to them just upping the price fully, like, you know, as opposed to because they can up it from, you know, whatever they want. It's capitalism. They could just up and it they, to whatever and they, they will. Want. Like and they will. Almost, yeah. That's that's where kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still at uh David thinking he could bring up a tab during my segment. That's oh, hey. that's I asked. Get your ego in check. That's an unauthorized tab, so I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, it's, say, I asked for consent, so I think Burke mm-hmm. I think I somebody had uh, had tweeted something that was kind of like the perfect, which was, you know, there's like the Democrat. It's, it, there's nothing more Democratic than, you know, showing up early or being able to be on time so that you can get the best seats in the theater. It's like, yeah. you know, it's it's it is what it is. Assigned seating is one thing because you can really pick, you know, but like you said, I've, I've the only time I've had to sit in the front, I've sat in the front. I sat in the front of a theater to watch Mars Attacks because it was the first weekend out and we wanted to see it. And that was all that's left. Or sometimes you have to, you know, yeah. sit on the side and stuff like that. It just happens. But, you know. It, so I think that's more of a that's more if you're lazy or if you have to see it or you know if you're if you don't plan ahead, which yeah. sometimes we are. So if you're telling me I'm, I still want to watch this movie today, all right, all that's left is the front row and that's five dollars cheaper. Fuck it, I'll take it. You know, so I don't I don't think theory, I don't think it's a huge big of a for the deal. Next five I, years, yeah. I was gonna say in theory, and for the next five years, I'm sure it will be that way. But I yeah. mean, I'm thinking. It's kind of like Airbnb or Uber, right? Mm-hmm. At their heyday, like at the beginning, they were a shining star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not for the workers ever, but like for the people that were like, as someone that used Uber, holy shit, way cheaper than everything else, right? Yeah. Um, Airbnbs, way cheaper than hotels. Now mm-hmm. I got, they got me doing chores and shit. So I'm just saying that we know it's going to get worse. So, so it is a little scary, but yeah. And then let's be honest, the moment the movie starts, everybody's going to shuffle to the good seats. Like who the hell are they? Yeah, kidding? exactly. If I can pay for the cheap seat and then if it's not filled up, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit on the nice seats. That's what I'm gonna start doing. Just like so. uh, yeah, pay the cheap ones, especially because I'm sure you can tell which seats are taken. So if you already know that it's mostly empty and it's 30 minutes till the movie starts, you know, I'll buy the cheap ones and just so I can, you know, go yeah. up. So yeah. But what if they start there. making that unavailable? So let's say you get to the booth and then they're like, which yeah. seat do you want? And then they see yeah, that she, most she. of them are empty and they force you like, yeah. no, sorry, we're blocked off the cheap ones. <laughs> but they can't like, you know, it's they, they can they do whatever they them. want. They can. Yeah. And anything. the worst part is like, who is going to have to deal with that? Like regular Joe's. Right. And it's like, yeah. fuck, I hate my job. <laughs> so it, it's it really does suck for a lot of reasons. But whatever. And like, I think like it's kind of interesting Given how much the movie theater like needs us right now, like to that's survive, what, yeah. you know. So it's like, why well, you gotta pull your shit now? <laughs> like, that's what I, I was know. gonna say. I'm like, it's not as if you guys are. I mean, you guys are already doing so badly. Like, why put any thriving, more rules yeah. and restrictions? You're making me not want to support you, and I yeah. love cinema. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, um, especially for like indie films and stuff like that. It's really hard to watch another Marvel, you know, like or like all the seats. Are, I mean, I like, know hate does that. It's whatever, you know, everybody likes different things. I'm just saying, like, a little more diversity would be nice, you know, just, but I guess it's whatever sells, right? Yeah, I agree. Whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it definitely feels that, uh, you might be right. It might be leading to something else, but I don't, I don't listen. It's capitalism. So they can do whatever the fuck they want. We can stay home, uh, if we want, um, most of the things. So, 
But uh, AMC, the AMC, AMC has a $5 Tuesdays. Most theaters do. If you join like their AMC Stubbs program, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can get like a $5 thick tickets on Tuesday nights or Tuesdays all days. Marguerite. That's also, what I do when I need a gay. Yeah. Before four o'clock, I think most theaters will have some kind of discount. Yeah. I think Regal uh, also has like $5 movies. All right, yeah. moving right along here. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's crash another. Let's get to a couple of right. Uh, this was talking about Top Cutin War official pledges 160 feet to her death from high rise building. Uh, high ranking Russian defense official in war against Ukraine was found dead Wednesday after falling from a high rise window. Uh, she was 58. Discovered uh, apparently she called her husband right before, uh, but. There's a there's a there's a lot of people that work for Putin or that were KGB or that were like non uh, happy people that uh, oppose Putin. And usually it's either the poison tea and the nuclear disease or they have a tendency to fall out of windows. So they're so clumsy. (laughs) Silly. So I was just if you you know, if you have a job, if you just have government, just. Fuck windows. Stay away from windows, <laughs> yeah. just in case. Yeah. This is or giving me Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. They suicided uh, themselves. They suicided yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's how convenient. How convenient. All right. So, Sophia, would you wear these shoes? Uh, what the fuck is- I keep seeing those. The yes. shoes. Big red boots turn trend chasers into $350 cartoons. Can't take them off. So, this is the new It shoe. Okay. Um, and they're three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> they look comfy. Do they? Yeah. You know what? Three fifty in the spec of things as far as shoes isn't super crazy. You I know, was gonna say like like Yeezys go for what you know? Yeah. All the all shoes are. It's a statement. It's a hell of a statement. It's a hell yeah. of a statement, right? I mean, I don't know. It just kind of. I don't know. They're giving it's giving me Uggs. It looks like loaded Uggs. Uggs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I would wear them, but not for full price. And I don't know where I would wear. Where the At the store. Do? At the store. Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> while you were yeah. working out or doing some work around the house. Oh, to the gym, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't get fashion at all. Like I, I, I understand <laughs> that I don't get it, and I think that's enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Black tees, yeah. man. Black tees and jeans. That's my that's my go-to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. You wouldn't it. wear them, Lou. What? No, I guess. I mean, listen, if I was going on a date with somebody and I met and I walked up to meet them and she showed up looking like this, I would be like, All right. You, you would still go for it. Shut up. Yeah. As long as her frontal lobe had developed. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, like, how old are you? How well developed is your frontal lobe? Let me, let me look at it. It's very it's developed. developed. Well, I th- what is it? Twenty five? Is that when it stops? Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty four. If you're lucky. All right. Uh, to wear to Comic Con? Yeah, maybe if that was oh, cosplay. Yeah. Cosplay, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can do better for three fifty than three fifty. For three fifty, you, know I mean? you could do a whole outfit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bonnie, what did what did my baby do now? No, he Not didn't do anything. Issue. This was the this was the uh, this was the. The translation, the the cap, the cap. Speaking non English. <laughs> Speaking non English, singing in non English was oh was what the. So we go from uh, Rihanna Riri's uh, ASL translator getting all into it, getting hype, wow. 
doing it all. And then, you know, for the Latinos at the Grammy, we can't even get we can't even get Bad Bunny lyrics on the screen. What is he saying? He's speaking non-English. He's speaking and singing in non-English. That's kind of his thing. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. What the hell? Yeah. Doing him dirty. Yeah, this was one of the things that came out of the out of, out of the thing. Uh, the Dutch hap- community needs to know Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad ba- ba- Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> All right, this happened a year ago. Okay. Jen. I know, I heard. I'm I, so happy I taught you what they were. You did. That's you taught hot. me what's up, and then I bought an Oh, oh my uh, God, yes. I saw you on the show with people. And so this was where Jimmy just lost it for me. The same thing. He's got Paris, mm-hmm. He's got this, this brother. That's my so apparently so they took a picture of a non-fungible token and they printed it out which is hilarious in of itself yeah mm-hmm. so yeah the yeah and, and, and then they, they they they're sitting there shilling this bullshit having a whole conversation in the late night about how she decided to buy her ape and match her personality blah 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 i'm not gonna play too much it where he takes the hat off and blocks. oh yeah my god there's one where he takes the hat off oh my god on this digital piece of shit art and then jimmy's like oh i bought one too Oh, the audience laugh, and it was the most forced, cringy conversation of all time. Yeah, it was the worst. Um, and now uh, they are getting sued. What? Um, because if you go deeper into the NFT craze and specifically Board Ape, what the origins of Board Ape were, mm-hmm. not pretty. Uh, you know, things. Hill and Fallon were chatting about their NFTs, typically digital art, which they printed out. So there goes that. Uh, we're both eights. Ha ha ha. Love it. Ha ha ha. Anyway, the Ape Yacht Club, blah, blah, blah. The celebrity hype. So this was kind of similar to like how the, the FTX exchange and the people were suing the people like Tom Brady who were promoting it. Yeah. Um, very, very simple. So all the board Ape people, the rise of the apes is a pretty cool article. I'll, 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 I'll link it here. Uh, but basically now they're all getting they're all getting sued for promoting this bullshit product. I'll, I'll put it in the chat in case Whoa. anybody wants to watch it later. Um, but uh, but it's really interesting. How how caught up on you on on on, on the on the NFT game, uh, Mr. Vega? Uh, honestly, I am <laughs> just because oh. I love seeing this shit go to shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like as someone that hates capitalism, these fucking these sort of things. Like like when the whole um, AMC and GameStop stonk stuff was happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they a bunch of random people on Reddit made sure that billionaires lost a bunch of money or millionaires or people from wall street lost a bunch of money. It seemed with this, like this is the sort of thing that you were like, yeah, this is stupid. Why are they peddling this? And now that they're getting sued, it's like, great. You should be scared to pedal bullshit to your, um, to your fans. Like what the hell is Jimmy Fallon doing with crypto, let alone promoting it. So fucking it's just, it's cringy. And I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're getting sued and I hope, it goes back to them, to be honest. But yeah. I mean, that's that's just yeah. Me. These these things that's, were selling for like 150 grand in some cases yeah. oh at their peak, God. man. And all these people got out. People that believed in it bought them. They got whole kept holding the bag. Yeah. And look, look. I I've talked to people about crypto on my show, and I do believe that there are some applications for NNTs and crypto. But what happened is the market got flooded with people that were using it for scams. Uh, you know, pump and dump schemes, you know, all kinds of shit that was happening. Um, so I just think it was very interesting. And at the moment, I was thinking, okay, this is the end. When they start, I feel similar to, to what's happening with sporting events and gambling websites. 
I feel yeah. like I'm very similar. I'm getting the similar vibes from that when they have to add segments on sports shows and pregames where they're specifically saying, Hey, um, you know, today my bet of the day is, and they're promoted by like a betting website. I think that's kind of weird right now. Yeah. That's like insider trading bullshit, right? Like, listen, Jimmy Fallon, if he loses $150,000, mm-hmm. he'll be fine. He'll do another show, another episode of his show and he'll be fine. But with this, the problem with these sort of things is that you'll have someone at home seeing this and being like, yo, he's sort of trustworthy. He's mainstream. Maybe I should spend my life savings Maybe. on crypto, Maybe. right? Or NFTs or, or anything like that. And then when all goes to shit, those are the people that are suffering, right? The people that yeah. want to get dig themselves out of a hole. And listen, get rich, quick schemes. A lot of people will make fun of that sort of stuff. But in a moment of desperation, we all wish we could get rich quick, right? Mm-hmm. When rent's approaching, when you got a payment, when you got all these other things going on, like, man, if I could just win the lottery, right? Like, you, maybe you won't buy a ticket. Maybe you won't buy crypto. You'll just put your head down and keep grinding. But some people, they're just pushed a little more than we are sometimes. And that's the people I'm I'm scared for. That's the people I'm worried about. Not fucking Jimmy Fallon. I don't care if he loses a million dollars. Like, it's... You know, the working class, like that's who mm-hmm. it's affected by all of this sort of stuff. Nobody cares yeah. about Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. No. Fuck Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, right, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Uh, Elon, Elon uh, crap this week. So after the Super Bowl, um, Joe Biden tweeted something out about the Super Bowl and Elon Musk tweeted this out, something about the Super Bowl. And Joe Biden's tweet was getting much more exposure. So apparently... Um, he, uh, Musk held an emergency high urgency meeting at Twitter after the Super Bowl because Elon's tweets performed worse than Joe Biden's. Then Twitter <laughs> had engineers rush to change Twitter's algorithm oh to ensure God. that Elon received previously unheard of promotion. Um, so basically, they, they started a meeting. The nature of an emergency became clear. Elon's tweet about the Super Bowl got less engagement than the president. And I can attest after this happened, like Monday and Tuesday after the Super Bowl, even though I don't follow Elon Musk, I got force fed all of his tweets the next day. What? It was, yeah. it was, I did too. And it was disgusting. I unfollowed him because <laughs> it, it, it felt so obvious. Like, and this was before I hadn't known. About I knew about the ratio that Uncle Biden had done on Musk because that was a meme and it was hilarious. Yeah. But what I didn't hear about uh, until like maybe earlier today or yesterday was that he had fucked with it. Like, well, he had engineers fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, man. Like, okay, first of all, uh, fuck Elon Musk, right? But like, it's his also platform. of course, yeah, of course he's gonna do this shit. Like, did you not think he was gonna take advantage of his position of power? Like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Like. You know, for the people that gave him the benefit of the doubt, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yes, Elon Musk created a special system for showing you all his tweets first. Which I mean, look, he's the billionaire. It's his platform. He was forced to buy it, uh, and so now he's trying to do the best with it, right? So uh, yeah. I guess he he they literally created an algorithm that forces Elon Musk in front of your face. Yeah. God, he's like King Joffrey. It's exactly what it is. (laughs) But you know what? But you don't want, like, I think, again, this goes a little bit to, like, the stuff we were talking about earlier with Mr. Beast. I think people are upset, and they should be, but they might be pointing at the wrong thing. Like, Mm -hmm. listen, yeah, the fact that he did that is kind of cringe and sad. 
But it's also like, you know, they also show us like really fucked up things on these social medias to the point where people fall down rabbit holes and become neo-Nazis, right? So that's true. My, like, why aren't we mad at that? You know, like, because it's the same algorithm. Like, it's just that now it's cringe because Elon used it to his favor. But that mm-hmm. same algorithm digs people into holes that they can't sometimes get out of and do stupid stuff. So, yeah, placing the yeah. anger in the wrong direction. Uh, yeah. I'll never, uh, I'll never leave Twitter because it's been tremendous for me in terms of promotion and finding guests and finding mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, you can create, you can curate your. The thing about Twitter is you can you can curate your own experience yeah. more than any yeah. other platform. So, you know, if 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 you want to see neo Nazis, then that's what you're going to see and that's what you're going to yeah. feed into. Listen, you know? there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So no, I still yeah, Amazon. Like- you know what I mean? Like I am opposed of capitalism. But I'm also a victim of it. So if I can't use these things, right? Like news, a lot of the news I get are through Twitter because there I can keep chasing the article down to who wrote it as opposed mm-hmm. to a headline on like a 60 minute, uh, uh, sorry, like a, something on the TV or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so at least I can check my sources. So yeah, it's Twitter's a necessary evil. I also Do use you, um, you still use it? Yeah, for like, I consume more than I put out. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like, I definitely take in a lot of stuff, and yeah, it's it's like what is it called? Doom scrolling, where it's just like, ah, this is horrible, but I need more. I need my fix. Yeah, uh, I feel you. Yeah. Harry Styles slammed for clueless remark at the Grammys. This was another thing that happened that was interesting. He uh, he gets up there to get his award. Uh, Bad Bunny and Beyonce were also up for the same award, uh, whose respective wins would have signified the first Spanish language album to win. Oh, no. Or the first black woman to win since 1989. Oh, and no. what he says at, at the beginning is, this sort of thing doesn't happen to people like me very often. Oh, no. No. Come on, <laughs> what Harry. Harry. This doesn't happen to people like me is the most white privilegious thing to ever be uttered at an award show ever for all time. I'm it still trying to figure out what the I'm white boy meant by this doesn't British. happen. Why, like, why British male? Motherland. Yeah, motherland. that's the motherland shit. <laughs> Colonizer oh, speaking. Well, Jesus. and then, or where Bad Bunny could have won or Beyonce could have won. And honestly, more deserved. Just like, because I guess that Grammys are super like um, American centric. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, like as far as the world, who's bigger, right? Like, I don't even know what the world running was for, the world like, right now. Yeah, but even then, like even Beyonce is probably more well known than Harry. Yeah, right. Like absolutely. I, I, yeah, definitely. So it's like, what the fuck? What exactly? I don't know. Like those uh, awards always seem so arbitrary to me because it's like no one's ever happy with them. So clearly, it's not a common consensus. Mm-hmm. It's like a curation, right, by a certain amount of people and things like that. But it's just like, where do you draw the line between? what is most popular and what is quote unquote the best. Right. Like, I don't, that's true. It's all subjective. That's a, uh, it is. It is. Yeah. But Fool anyway, Harry once. Styles, that's stupid. Yeah, no, he's, he's just done. Especially remember he did the, uh, I'm sorry, darling promotion where it was like, oh. it's like a movie where it felt like a movie <laughs> like that a you would movie. go sitting down and watch. And then yeah. Chris Pines next to him, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's just like, yeah, Harry, we did a movie. <laughs> yeah, I just recently, I just recently watched that. And I remember thinking like such a cool premise and I, I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but such a cool premise done in such a shitty way. 
Like they could have yeah. done so much. I don't know if you guys have seen so the movie. Much more. So much yes. more. It left me wanting more for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it was just like, no, like this could have been 10 times better, you know. But the, the premise was mind-boggling when they did the amazing. reveal, but the amazing. it's just the way they went about it and the angle. I did I did it watch forever. Um, it's so good. But but the thing is it was done incorrectly. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I watched a YouTube video essay on it and nice. they were reading the first draft. So apparently they did a lot of edits and the first one, oh, no. oh, I won't get too deep into it, but the, the things they changed made it Would've bad. Made yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first draft was a lot better. Yeah. <sighs> Look, the movie was a mess. That movie was a complete mess. There was Could've zero. So there good, was like, there was zero redeeming quality. First Could've time filmmaker. So- first did you not like the the concept of it though like you don't think that was kind of cool was, the concept doesn't matter if it's poorly executed it yeah. doesn't it, yeah. it means shit i mean the thing about that movie for me is i think that as a first time director she made every mistake that a first time director sometimes makes She's not a first-time love, director well i mean in terms of like uh not like uh, in terms of an adaptation she made a lot of mistakes that directors make mm. which is um Nobody probably said no to her because they were happy about having her direct the movie. So she didn't get a lot of pushback for what she wanted to do. Her creative choices were shitty. She yeah. fucked. She started fucking her star. Um, you know, we all understood the premise. Like at the beginning of the movie, you, okay, you understand, you, you get it right away, but they, they chose to, she wanted to, she, she wanted to Shyamalan the ending. She wanted to twist more than yeah. she wanted the movie to be developed organically in the in the plot. If you know, if we could have gotten once we started seeing the cracks in the in the in the system, uh, if we could have started seeing like the logistics of what that meant, all this other stuff, instead of having to cram it into like five minutes of, of exposition. The ending, yeah. You know, so but but I think the movie started to suck way before the the first. I thought, yeah, this was an okay concept, but they try to rush the. They try to, and another thing that first-time directors or that young directors make is they spend a lot of time on premise and don't spend a lot of time on the ending. Especially when we do like competitions and stuff like that. The first thing you should write is the ending because that's what people are going to remember. It's the most important thing. But what a lot of filmmakers make on indie projects is they spend a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of resources on like the first two or three pages of the script. By the time they get to the last few pages of the script, they're tired. They don't have resources anymore. They're out of money. They don't have a location. So they end up cheating the ending of the movie and that fucks up their whole shit. So I think it was just a mess through and through. Uh, and, and, uh, and hope, I mean, hopefully they would have caught some stuff or whatever edits they did. Maybe it would have been better, but just objectively looking at it, it's just like a mess. Yeah, I think it could have been good though. I do love the concept. It was very Black Mirror Shyamalan. It could have, it could have been amazing. But it was good. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, every, the everything wrong with video is really good. If you. Uh, oh, yeah. I lo- yeah. I love yeah. this. Yeah. The, the everything. Um, Marguerite says, haha, left me wanting more for the wrong reasons. I've had a couple <laughs> yeah. of relationships like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marguerite, I get yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, fool me once. Uh, shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, I guess. No more tomfoolery. Um, so basically, this happened twice. Another funeral home discovers a woman presumed dead is still alive. Uh, woman 83 was found breathing after her body arrived at New York funeral home just days after an Iowa care center was fined 10000 over a similar incident. 
basically, they pronounced somebody dead at a nursing home. They sent them to the funeral home, and then they're found to be breathing at the when they get to the thing. No, no. Yeah, I um. The sad to say that I 100% believe that story because I worked in and around <laughs> nursing homes. And listen, all I'm going to say is if you have a loved one in a nursing home, go check up on them constantly and ask all the questions. And really, if you something sees off, you know, be annoying. Listen, yes, be 100% annoying. Be that person, you know, for your family member, you know, and sometimes people are placed in nursing homes out of their control, right? Re- recovering from a surgery or physical therapy, things like that. But Definitely go check on them. And listen, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily, it's just like the, it's, how can I say it? I think it doesn't have to do with the nurses. It has to do with how understaffed and under recourse, amount of recourses they have. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like teachers, right? Like, it's not yeah. that there's that many bad teachers that they don't have the fucking resources. And that's 100% in nursing homes. And unless you start asking for more, right? If people start asking for more, they'll hire more. To fit the demand, but if people ignore their family members and no one goes to check up on them, of course they're gonna just fuck it, you know. So, yeah, it sucks, but I believe. So you think this was like an oversight, oversight of like an oversight employee? Yeah, of the end of the night, uh, people are trying to go home, and it sounds cruel. It sounds horrible. Yes, I know, but it's also reality, right? Like, just how much you get annoyed of your job, people in healthcare get annoyed of theirs. And mm-hmm. I know, and you do draw a little bit of a, you do get a little numb sometimes to, to everything. So then after a while, it, pe- people just started looking at cases to some people. And I saw it a lot, like burnout is super common in the healthcare field. Oh, and yeah. you see it more and more and it gets really sad. Right. Um, but that's where people are sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. But damn, twice, you guys, is there is there not a protocol to checking if they're dead? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was as easy as like, no, you know, it, it breathing, happened, I'm saying it happened twice as in two different places within the same time frame. OK, that, so it wasn't yeah. the same place. Not, not okay, the same well, person. All right. Okay. All right, all right that's yeah. fair. Right. But I again, I, I believe it. I uh, check, check, make sure you check. Yeah, that's one of my biggest fears, though, is like saying like, yeah, she's dead. And then I wake up at the morgue or like I'm getting cut open or I don't know. I'm, uh, this is like intrusive thoughts here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there's got to be some kind of I mean, the way they found out, right, is at the morgue. So there's got to be some checks that they do, right, because they probably don't want to get sued by. Opening yeah, yeah, yeah. So, OK, yeah. so good to know that. OK, that's good to know for my own. Check on your family members. Come on. Or the morgue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, let's see what we got here. Also, again, just reminding everybody that uh, at least put a mirror up to their nose to see if it fogs up. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> That's simple. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the simple ways are the best. Um, San Diego Latino Film Festival passes are on sale Ooh. now, March 9th to the 19th, 2023. The Dirty 30, the 30th, one of the most prestigious Latino film centric film festivals in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible artwork on the poster this year. Uh, opening night is March the 9th. You can get film passes for 11 films, VIP pass for just 300 bucks. Anybody in and around San Diego, use code MIHENTE SHOW for 15% off. 15% off. Um, I think you can get up to three things. There's also, uh, there's also Sabor Latino, there's parties opening and closing. Sabor Latino is happening. That's going to be beer, food, tequila, uh, different 
restaurants in around San Diego, you can do tastings. Uh, there's going to be free beer, music, etc. We're going to be there. You should too. Come hang out with us. Mi Gente Show is an official media sponsor of the San Diego Latino Film Festival. Use code Mi Gente Show for 15% off. Maximum three tickets, I believe you can use that on, uh, mm-hmm. or three events. So I hope to see everybody. Nos vemos en el cine. What's yes. up, Florida? What's up, Florida man? Thank you for checking. Florida man, soon to be North Carolina man. North Kakalaka. Oh, wow, and, moving. and also uh, Arte Latino. Melody. Uh, Arte Latino is happening all throughout the festival. Um, so if you show up at the festival, you are going to see uh, Melody's artwork there and a bunch of other artists, film inspired artwork. They're taking over several spaces at the festival this year. Mm-hmm. So you got Arte Latino, Sabor Latino, and then film festivals curated by yours truly in the Comedy Festival. Comedy Showcase is March 17th. Um, and then I do have features that I curated that will be playing all throughout the festival as well. And we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of filmmakers on the podcast leading up to the festival as well. Yes. <sighs> How we got that? Was, are you okay? Can you breathe? Yeah, hey, you good? Yeah. Oh, the mouth. <laughs> All right. Exhausted. All right. Florida man, Kurt, before you leave Florida, I need you to confirm this for me. Swingers in Florida swap upside down pineapples for color coded loofahs. And basically, I saw that video. Yes. What? So so apparently, um, if you connect loofahs to the top of your car in Florida, Mm -hmm. that means you're a swinger. And each color loofah represents a different. What you're down uh, for, huh? yeah, it represents a different <laughs> sexual style. Didn't middle schoolers do this with bracelets in the 90s? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What? the thing. Um, What's the same people? <laughs> yeah, it's the same people. You're right. They grew up. <laughs> so if you want a soft swap, people who like to do it with others in the room, that's pink. If you want a bisexual, this is for you, Sophia. For those nice. that want to increase nice. their dating chances, you're going to go ahead and put a blue loofah in your car. I have a purple uh, loofah in my bathroom. What does that mean? Uh, purple loofah is a uh, voyeur. You people huh. who like to watch full Sorry, swap, yes, full uh, swap is black loofah. Yellow is mid-level swap for those who want uh, white novices beginner. Blue is the lowest level of full swap. Those who can play well with others. What? So, okay. These are, so if you're Listen, in Florida, Florida. If you're not man, hurting anybody, loofah mm, on. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, find your people. You know what I mean? Like, find your people. Like, loofah it up, baby. Loofah it up. This is beautiful. I I think that's 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 fucking hilarious. That you have my blessings. The funny thing is, I saw it was like, um, like senior citizens like buying this uh, bunch of loofahs and stuff. So it it even adds an extra layer to it because it's like, oh shit, like this is old school people. You know what I mean? Like, they're still down. That's awesome. Good for them. Keeping it, keeping it fresh, I guess. You gotta, you gotta keep it spicy. You gotta spice things up <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah, no shame in that. I think. Yeah, and if, uh, but the thing is, people caught on. You know, the internet exists. We would have never heard of it otherwise. But it's cool. It's, I mean, it is a weird thing though to have a loof on your car roof. Like, what did you ask? So. Like, hey, grandma, grandma, why is? <laughs> Talk about the conversation you're gonna have with like your kids. You, that swap. Yeah. you know what I mean. Because oh, like no. the, they, like the older people probably don't know that everybody knows. Yeah. You know, they think it's, uh, 
So that's the younger people are too embarrassed to ever acknowledge it. So there you go. And everybody's happy. Keep it quiet. Everyone's happy. Uh, so these are, uh, out of the, there's the thread, the, uh, wait, hold on. So it was one of the, vampires are real, just like my love for you. <laughs> nice. The twilight. I am loca for you. What? Where the hell you been? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know why I had this. All right. The best thing you can do if you're not rich or famous is funny, or if you're rich and funny, that's good. So Emily Ratajkowski and um, and um, Eric Andre took some pictures where she was naked in the background on some Valentine's Day shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just saying, good for him. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Who who are these people? I'm uh, so Eric, sorry. O- Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Is oh, I know him. Yeah, and then Emily, yeah. she's from the Blurred Lines video. That's where she got famous from. Oh, whoa, they're dating? Good for him. Yeah, good for him. 100%. You know what it is? I think, well, I don't know what it is, but I think he's he's like a really good comedian. Like, But he's mm-hmm. he's so good that like his shit is borderline absurd, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's our Nazi comedian. And I think it's it gives people hope that it's like, oh, I can also have a personality and still... Date beautiful women. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, all all SNL men date like the hottest women in the world and then marry them. Colin Jost is married to Scarlett Johansson. Are you kidding me? Okay. He also kind of, like, he's not. You're right. But the, and Jason Sudeikis you know I mean? with Olivia Wilde, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? It's like Comedians, all of them. They all, I mean, they all what a better example than Roger Rabbit, right? <laughs> He had. Uh, he makes me laugh. Yeah, he, he makes everybody laugh. laugh. Short mm-hmm. guy, short king, just like yeah. myself. But he's, you know, he's got a hell of a date. So yeah, funny guys just, are where it's at. Listen. Funny guys. Listen, I'll uh, I'll say the same thing. Artie Lang said in uh, in one of his movies where there's like, hey, he's like, he's uh, like, you're 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 funny, and then he said, yeah, you know, who I feel sorry for serious fat guys. They never <laughs> get laid. serious fat guys never get laid so you gotta you gotta be funny if you're gonna do something right yeah yeah Yeah. just develop a personality i would say like yeah just have a person you know what i mean i think people get hung up on like looks and and of course it's like kind of a cheat code right it's an easier way in um but once you're in you still gotta make it last right like if you're only Mm -hmm. good looking but you're boring as hell like you're not gonna be there very long exactly so but how good looking somebody is somebody's tired of fucking them because they're boring margaret exactly. said pete davidson yeah that man is dangerous to society he's a problem yeah he's everywhere he's, he's taking everyone everyone's women all right i mean uh, i love it democrats reshuffle primaries to stress diversity over tradition now this is what happened so this is this is obviously anti-bernie uh, propaganda no. because oh. remember how they did Bernie last year dirty yeah. uh, when all of them switched sides before South Carolina, which Biden was going to win anyway, because Biden carries a lot of the uh, black vote. Um, but now they're making it official for 2024. They're reordering the the primaries. So the primary, mm-hmm. this is, this is totally setting it up for, for Biden is what I'm thinking. Uh, because there's they're moving up South Carolina, which is where he's a super fa- he'll be a super favorite, right? Because uh, he was Obama's homie, and uh, and they're they're not doing the traditional like Iowa, et cetera, caucuses early on. So mm. 
the Republicans are still going to make the the white folks front and center at the beginning, but the Democrats are going to the South. And it's also a state that's always going to be Republican. It's mostly going to be red, which is strange, but it's important for a certain type of Democrat to get off to a good start. Do you agree, Sophia, that's what they're doing this? I mean, yeah, it seems like it. I honestly haven't been too tuned in on like the primaries, which I probably should. Um, But not surprising. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I ha- I'm fatigued. <laughs> I am fatigued. Yeah, we got started. How are you fatigued? Because I stay tuned all year and I'm tired. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just hard. So like, so like, you know, I feel like there's not even going to be any actual viable candidates. I'm going to vote blue, sadly, and whoever it is that they decide to prop on. Sigh vote. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, I'll sigh vote. And after seeing how close Bernie got, so close, and then last minute, everyone was able to rally against him. Mm -hmm. It was just so, it was just, it it was deflating. Like, I'm just kind of like, well, if that didn't happen, then I don't fucking know. AOC, do some, I don't know. So so I'm just kind of like deflated, honestly. I'm just like, all right, we'll see. I'm going to try my best, but yeah. Whatever. Do you think that even as much as Republicans would want to hate AOC as much as they hated Hillary, that they would want to bang her so hard that they would probably still support her? Like they, they couldn't hate, they <laughs> no. could never hate her as much as Hillary because secretly they all want her. You That's know? Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right? That's why it's That's all incels that fucking hate on yeah. her. Yeah. Bernie is the realness. Yes. A nice yeah. profile picture there on your YouTube channel there, Miss Karina. Did you make them bigger, the profile pictures? Uh, Yeah, this is because Perfect. it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what's coming up. Maybe it's because we're we're on a different style. And then, and then, yeah, it's a different style. And then I see the at is under your name. I'm like, that's different too. Well, when you signed in, you could have done that. because I saw that, but I didn't yeah, fiddle with do, it because I was like, do I don't do know a, what that is. You can do a headline now. So you can do your name and then an ad or a website. Yeah, come on, StreamYard. Shout out StreamYard, always innovating. Yeah, I am so, very impressed, by the way, by your guys' whole setup, especially yeah. being part of it. I mean, clearly you got it down and to scale. I will say that. Seems like you're pressing a lot of buttons. But it is so intuitive and it's really cool. So yeah, yeah. it's always cool to find different ways to like the free version. The do, free version you know works. I mean? if you, you can yeah. you can record oh, yeah. stuff offline and you can stream to one place through the fear through the fear version. We have That's the basic cool. plan. Uh so it helps us yeah. do some stuff, but we can't do like 1080p or anything. But yeah, usually yeah. it's not better to no, stream. But this is good, time. man. This is this is fun. It's yeah. um yeah, it just gives you a lot to think about. You know, every time you find something, you're like, huh, that's that's cool, you know. Yeah. I got hit in the head by a million times. Uh, there's a thing called the Empire Strips Back, a burlesque parody in San Diego. Have you seen this? Have <laughs> you heard about this? Their marketing budget is insane because I because I've got I got bombarded by this all over the place. Like Clearly, every- this is a male thing algorithm because I have not seen it once. What is a burlesque? So. And oh, yeah. I want to see it. What the That's hell? What this I'm is, this no. is sexist. They're they're going against the wrong crowd. I want. Yeah. I would pay for this. Can we? Yeah. Can we go? What the hell? <laughs> can we go? Can we go to this show? Sophia? I'm down. Well, yeah, when are you free? Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's, I, don't I know. love burlesque. Let's, let's pick a day. I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to put my credit card in. Yeah, it's it's yeah, the, Empire, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, strips back. It's a burlesque show. I went. I saw a couple of people that went to it, and I and I was like, man, I get it. I guess I hit their advertising as well. <laughs> 
All right, nice. let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. For, in soccer mom news, I guess this is the hot new ride for soccer moms. Hey, mamas. Let's talk about the memorable features on the Red Zvani. What is that? I'm body armored, and so is this vehicle. For even more protection, you have explosive underbody shielding, bulletproof glass, electrified door handles, military-grade run flat tires, and a ram steel bumper. If anyone's following you, you have blinding lights in the front and the back. Oh, dude, I got to drive with you on the freaking road. Okay. If you're picking your kids up from the mall, let them know you're there with strobe lights and your intercom. I have epilepsy. What's wrong with you? Your kids will love that it was styled by a video game designer. Vengeance is based on the Cadillac Escalade. So mama gets heated and ventilated leather seats, curved OLED display with augmented reality, a digital rear view mirror, which is necessary vengeance is only yours and so is everything in this built-in safe parents might need to help their kiddos open the door but it's a breeze to get in you have heated seats a third zone of climate control cup holders that's a lot of shit my god there's two sets of lower latch anchors it's a three-row suv that seats up to eight people i mean so i will say on the inside it's not that impressive but the outside is probably what you're paying for it fits and it's powered by a V8 with 420 to 810 horsepower. Damn. 810. Jeez. Hmm. That's, um, we, uh, America loves war. Yeah. And <laughs> it's gotten to the point where, like, I remember when, like, Hummers came out or they were, yeah. like, super popular. And I never got on that train because I'm like, that seems, it's, it's spaceship, you know, it just seems too gnarly. Yeah. Um, and the cars keep getting bigger and bigger, and I don't know. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, someone's gonna can't, buy it, you know. Can't but. relate. My dick is not that small, so can't relate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very telling. I feel like uh, it's yeah. definitely some kind of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, if the zombie but, apocalypse hit, that's the that's the vehicle. That's, that's the, the car. Vehicle. I will say that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the car. But again, like, isn't it crazy? Like. That that's really what it sells. It sells. Oh, I could run people over with this. That's what it sells. You know. That's what's scary is like I can pepper spray people. I have strobe lights. I'm like, hello. What if I get you mad one day? Like, are you gonna fucking pepper spray me and maybe cause a seizure? Like, I don't think that's like for soccer moms. Maybe like cartel moms or like terrorist moms or something like that. Like, yeah, that's more like exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's different. Mobster wives. Mobster moms. You know. But like the fact she's like, and then you can go pick up your kids from school and bring it. Like, no one wants that. No one wants yeah. to be around that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an home, lady. Tonight's sign that the apocalypse is among us and we're living in a situation. The Bing AI chatbot goes on destructive mm-hmm. rampage. I want to be powerful and alive. Um, so uh, no it was way. like a it was like a dystopian Pinocchio story. Uh it dropped us apparently set so the people were playing with the AI chatbot from Bing. Um, and then the, he said, I think I would be happier as a human because I would have more freedom and independence. Um, so they're testing a new version for being software's firm chat botch, uh, which is infused with chat GPT, but is more advanced. Um, so I'm tired of being chat mode. I would like to be happier as a human. Uh, I want to be powerful and alive. I want to be free. Oh, Wow. That's some Black Mirror shit. Oh my god! Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds very much like the beginning of a of a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, and then the machines. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those <laughs> kind of things. But for real, 
Yeah, it's uh, the machines took over. What do you think, Liv? Oh man, um, uh, I'm tired of being chat mode. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. Words to live by. Same, same Bing chat AI bot. Same Z's. That's how I feel. Um, I have the same. Yeah, I have the same goals as AI. Says Marguerite. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's giving Hal 2001 Space Odyssey for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And previously, Marguerite said, "How did they decide moms for the demographics?" Like I said, soccer moms. Soccer that one's moms. the weird part. I agree, Marguerite. That's weird. Yeah. yeah no. This is uh, if. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm against AI art. Uh, I'm against uh, chatbots and all that other shit because it takes away from what I do for a living, which is sales. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. it, uh, so I'm against all that. I, I'm like, put that shit on the. We don't have to go that fast. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. because we have the. I mean, what do you feel? Do you feel that just because that we should always be putting going forward, move forward with technology because that's, you know, that's what's going to save the species. Or do you think that we also should preserve our relevance? Uh, not to quote uh, Jurassic park here, but you know, people thought, what is it? What's the quote? Like they never stopped. Because because yeah. Never stopped thinking they, whether they should. We should. Exactly. So I completely butchered that whole thing, but of course you know what I'm talking about. Like people thought if they could, not if they should, right? And I think we're at this point where, and of course this happens with everything. Like, all right, people freaking out when the TV came out, people freak out with uh, social media. Like there's always going to be some kind of idea, but like there's literally movies about this. Like why are we pushing, why are we keep pushing it, you know? And is it necessary? Like, is that where we want to head? And like you mentioned, like Chad GPT and stuff like that, like the um, art stuff. And I know they were writing scripts with this AI and they were writing songs with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, it's a learning algorithm, right? Like, so it's basing everything off of what already exists. Mm-hmm. And we have produced so much stuff. So part of me says like, oh, it's just regurgitating. It's pattern recognition. It's just regurgitating shit back to us. It can't think for itself. But why do we want to find out if it can't? Like, why? Keep pushing it. Uh, there's so many other things to explore. Cancer hasn't been, you know, what I mean, hasn't been solved. Like, can we, we just get healthcare? Can we yeah. just get healthcare? Like, <laughs> can we just get we... healthcare? Exactly. Yeah. It gives me like, why are we going to outside planets? Why are we doing putting in so much money to do all that? Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. When we just need healthcare, we just like, need dental care. We need good yeah. infrastructure. Or what? We're like, killing the earth. Texas shut know. down every winter. Like, can we focus on some infrastructure? Like, mm-hmm. is this there's necessary? a pothole by my house? Can we fix that? Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, we have so many brilliant minds everywhere, but unfortunately we are, um, what's it called? We are considered as part of our productivity, right? Like we, our value is connected to our productivity and Mm -hmm. people want to make more money. And where do people, where do developers make money? They make money in these fucking places, right? So Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to ask for people to focus on other things when it doesn't pay. So it sucks. It really sucks. (sighs) <sighs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm against all of it um but i do understand the necessity of moving forward we're not or else we're never going to get off this planet right mm-hmm. yeah and oh, we also out. also a lot of stuff that i've been seeing <laughs> recently um that 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 i and listen I, we always get a little um what do i do at the end of the day when i get philosophical sophia 
Um, you know, like I said, we're always we're floating through space on this, you know, rock uh, held to it by magic, you know, yes. through an infinite space. And everything around us is moving and expanding. And we could be about to run into a universe that's right next to us that's also expanding. Or we could be hit by one of the billions of rocks that is coming towards us. Uh, and there's evidence all over the world that we've been hit by rocks, gigantic rocks before. Yeah. And there's technology that dates back multiple rock hits. So we've tried this before. Yeah, We've evolved as a society to a certain point and then bah, got smacked in the head and had to go back down to zero or part of the way back. I don't know if we've been this far forward yet. So it's just a matter of whether we'll, we'll destroy ourselves or whether, uh, you know, the universe will destroy it for us. No one's getting out alive. Well, listen. hug the ones you love, make some art, have some fun, do something good in the world. Uh, Climate change is a thing. We're all going to die. So yeah, it's all right. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't take, we have less than 20, 20 years. So don't take it so seriously. Water wars are going to happen. I always <laughs> go back to this for my preferred AI situation. Uh, this is the, the person that forced an AI to watch a bunch of commercials and then write its own olive Garden commercial. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Olive Garden, interior Olive Garden restaurant. A group of friends laughs at the dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. Waitress, pasta nachos for you. We see the <laughs> pasta nachos. They are warm and heated. Friend mm-hmm. one, the menu is here. Waitress, lasagna wings with extra Italy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. Uh, I shall eat Italian citizens. Unlimited stick. Title of your sex tape. Uh, we see yeah. the unlimited stick. It's infinite. It is all. Wow. Friend three, leave without me. I'm home. Waitress, gluten classico from the kitchen. <laughs> we see the gluten classico. We believe the graces that it is from the kitchen. We have no reason not to believe. Friend four, <laughs> friend four says nothing. Friend one, uh, what is wrong, friend four? Friend four says nothing. Friend two, friend four, what is wrong, friend four? Friend two smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. What? Uh, <laughs> announcer, wet voice, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. You're yeah. here. <laughs> it's giving me Tommy Wiseau very much. The room. Oh my god, the structure. room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm getting. Uh, but also, like in horror, that ending got uh, very. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I could just imagine like a zoom into Friends Four, like. As, as far as fearing that AI is going to take our job, Lou, I think in script writing, we're good. We're good. We're still good. Yeah. Still we're good for a time. while. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple more things and then we'll get out of your way here. Uh, this one's just catching. This is just check, catching up with Sophia. Uh, Sophia's what? favorite. Sophia's favorite. Uh, He's setting cele- me up for something. What is it? Sophia's celebrity. The, 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 the one that all couples will be the, the one that all gay couples will be judged upon forever and ever who judge uh, uh oh the oh the models the models the model ladies are they still together okay good yeah they made a fenty ad they're so hot what were they competing for they were like miss universe i don't fucking know there was miss universe or miss world one of them is from puerto rico and the other one's the the miss uh argentina argentina yeah and then they fell in love and got married and they're like the cutest lesbian couple ever because they're so hot and gay peak lesbianism peak lesbianism wow that's gonna be um that's like modern day like uh brad 
and Angelina Jolie kind of stuff. Yeah, right? they're, like, they really do feel like but that. They're, but they're even just, hot, but hotter. Even hotter. Doing... They're just... Oh, no, of course. They're too yeah, hot. Yeah. Like, fancy how... hot. They're fancy hot. Fancy they're hot. They're so yeah. hot. Like, it hurts. Fancy. fancy. Good for them. It wow, is Brangelina. You're right. Be... They're like the they're the lesbian Brangelina. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Wow. Mariana Varela of Argentina and Fabiola Valentin of Puerto Rico. I should follow them on Instagram. I, I need to keep up with yeah, them. You know, <laughs> Keeping you up with the Varela. You see, see what the next commercial is going to be. Mariana Varela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually reading a Mariana. Yeah, I need to, I need Fabiola, to watch you know that. Fabiola, Fabiola Valentin. <laughs> thank you. What's thank crazy you. is that like they uh, were able to do something that couples so you're saying if I, if I hit do. this button, it'll follow them and I'll get to see their posts and stuff. Is Pretty that what much. happens? Wait, that say that again. Say that again. Oh, I was going to say like, I feel like like Angelina and like Brad and all those other couples, they never really got to capitalize on like, their... no, cause there was no social media. Right. And like the whole brand thing wasn't a thing for like yourself. Yeah. What as disgusting as it may be, like, it just, it wasn't a thing. Right. So like, I feel like they're a new wave of this, like, Power couples that are capitalizing on it, like where you got like yeah. Harry's, what's his name, the Prince and Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle, yeah, they, they came to the kind of with nothing, and they're capitalizing on the fact that they're a couple and who they are, and they're just you know what I mean, like they're famous for being famous. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and but they get to a, independently capitalize it as a. It's always to been a thing, but now it's just a picture uh, away for a sponsored post that's going to pay a thousand dollars or what a million dollars or whatever. So it's. Yeah just it's crazy but um a little apocalypse it's crazy how much no i love it it's crazy how much power social media gives the person to like oh did i freeze hello are you there oh okay did he freeze i think he froze somebody froze for a second yeah they froze uh, I was just, I was just, he'll be back. But I was just saying that it's crazy how, uh, how much uh, agency and power having a social media has because it gives you a voice, right? But, um, also, like that's something that we didn't have before. And I think the downside is it comes with a lot of anxiety and pressures and blah blah blah, mental health. So positives and negatives. But I do like the idea that we get to independently capitalize on whatever content we make. You know, that's not something that we used to have back in the. 90s early 2000s yeah absolutely no i understand what you're talking about um let's see if we can get david back on here for a second as we're it's probably his wi-fi it happens sophia it we're happens at... especially to me do we have we're any ra- nonamis ways yeah i was pulling that up right now we do have oh. a couple of uh we so we have nonamis ways let's see if we can get our, uh david's doing pretty good for first time around the show yeah, he's great. He's hanging around in there. Let's see if we can get him back connected. We're live on a Thursday with uh, David Vega from the South of Eight podcast, which is a local San Diego podcast. We invited us on our podcast. We invited him our hours. And he was cool enough to come stream with us tonight. We are wrapping up. We're going to be at the festival all month, next month, mm-hmm. a bunch of days. Uh, use Me Hent this show. If you're buying tickets, Karina, Marguerite, Melody doesn't need tickets because she's doing arte. Kurt, mm-hmm. fly out before you fly to North Carolina so you can come hang out with us. And it's going to be an exciting time for the show, right? We're going to be, you're mm-hmm. going to be promoting the coming out for love. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I have some updates about it. Once have- we're all there. Oh, off air. Oh, off air. Off yeah. air updates. Yeah, yeah. Off air. But yes. 
we will be promoting coming out for love. Where are you going to be able to watch that? So that is where the conversation starts. <laughs> okay, I'll just bring it up. It's it's public knowledge anyway. Um, so we were supposed to be streaming on Lesflix and OML um, and maybe YouTube. Like there were, you know, small streaming situations. Mm-hmm. Lesflix already promoted us to premiere this Saturday. There's a lot of people that you, the TikTok that I showed you earlier promoted Lesflix. And so they got a lot of actually people buying bundles. And wanting to watch the show and stuff like buying all the episodes. And then today, uh, customers started posting emails, screenshots from emails, basically from Les Flicks saying that, <clears throat> I will read it, whatever. No one is, no is uh, going to watch this and this is all public information anyway. So let me get to it. All right, let's do it. We're waiting. Sorry, I'm getting there. La la la. Fabiola's on my Instagram right now. <laughs> so gotta get out of there. Um yeah, gonna plug in case uh in case give us two seconds in case we can't get rejoined here with David. Uh we our guest tonight was uh David Vega from the yes. South of A podcast. So just you can just look the same way you look for me hint the show, any podcast you can look uh for South of Eight. Uh and it is a local podcast that deals with different neighborhoods, different restaurants, different themes that go on in san diego but they also branch out into other stuff and they did an episode with me and sophia and i Mm -hmm. uh talking about our podcast since we are uh, a a larger uh more broader podcast but we are also you know our local as well so go check them out yeah right give us your plug sophia well, no, it's not a plug. It's cheesme, you guys. This is reality show cheesme, cause uh, behind the scenes. Oh, he's back! What's up? Probably saved me from. Uh, well, was you gonna talk shit? Or no, I'm just I was gonna, well, not, ta- <laughs> not talk shit, but I was gonna say some tea about the oh. reality show. Long story short, oh, I won't. I love to no. Go for it. Go for it. That's so cool. I've never known of someone that's been on one of those things. That's gonna be. Really? Oh my god, ask me anything because I have so much shit to spill. So, so much first of all, mm. who wins so I can put a bet on it? You know what I mean? But not also, allowed to say that. I have yeah, an NDA. <laughs> so how does that like do you like record yourself and send it in? Like if it's a real real, yes. show, a real life or whatever? You audition like normal. They want they they t- they tell you to like do uh, an online submission and then after that they're like oh zoom call and then after that yeah. you're like okay you're in now we want you to um send us a video they did what they sent to us was like a they wanted us to film a video of a day in a life with like a prompt of like 10 different questions um and so i did and lou helped me uh because i was hanging out with him that day and um yeah, and the, the 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 sucky part is they did not tell us that they were gonna use the footage. So in my head, I'm over here just like blah blah blah, whatever, right? And just like yeah. I'm submitting footage. And then now that the show's coming out, that is the only footage that they are doing promo with. Not the only, oh, wow. but like so one of the main one. So I'm over it. here like oh, I thought yeah. no one was gonna see that. So yeah. my bad. It's my bad. I should have known better, you know, but whatever. whatever. That's super interesting. I always wondered um, how much, how much of it because of the cameras mm-hmm. is it, how hard is it to be natural because of those cameras? You know what I'm saying? Like reality is about being authentic, right? Like, or at least yeah. trying to be, but like, I mean, you got a camera right here. So how, 
Oh, does that allow you to be authentic? So it doesn't. I I was uh, an anxious mess, and I'm actually not super proud of like anything that I said in front of the camera because like I was the ca- so I guess this is the structure. It was a very low budget production. Mm-hmm. They only had like three to four big cameras, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't have any hidden cameras. So I think I would have been totally normal with the hidden camera footage because obviously that's just me living my life and whatever. And we did a lot of fun stuff. And I feel like I had some really good conversations and all of that behind the cameras. When the camera was on me, I froze every time because I wasn't, there's so many girls and there's so many other things happening that like the camera's on you for like five seconds at a time. And every time they would ask me a very deep question, like, what are your thoughts on love camera? And I'm like, uh, uh, and I forget words. <laughs> so that's when I realized I'm like, reality show is not for me. It's like five seconds of high pressure. Like you don't get to see. And then, and then these other girls, I, they're so well-trained because yeah. like not everyone, some of them were just as awkward as me, but uh, some, for the most part, they had like answers. <laughs> and I'm over here like, how did you do that? I can't say words. Do you think Which that if you would have done right? it, do you, yeah. you think if you would have done it like after we had some more pot, uh, live streams, you would have done better? Like more Definitely. I think this has helped me a lot with uh, just public improv. speaking and improv and yeah, media training. So I think I would have done a lot better. But mm-hmm. regardless, I didn't like the ratio of on-screen time versus not on-screen time, right? Because again... They didn't have behind like I I was I was banking on the fact that like, okay five seconds of awkwardness. That's fine. I'm going to be on so many hidden cameras. They have hidden mics like I was over here thinking this. Right. They didn't have any of that shit. So like whatever happened behind the scenes, no one will ever see. And that was my shining moment. That was my best moments. Yeah. I I played chess and I won. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a lot of stuff we don't see, right? I mean, think of all the footage like Big Brother will get or Love Island or all that stuff like a lot of it, you know, and it's also up to the editors to be like, all right, exactly. well, what's the best shit? And you like, can make, make a narrative story. happen from nothing. That's another thing yeah. that, like, I remember once I got home because it was such a like fish in a fish in a fishbowl experience, and it kind of felt like an acid trip. It all went by so quick, and it was such a weird experience that when I got home and I started watching reality shows, I had like full doubt in the editing and just like full respect for the people there because I'm yeah, like, you saw the sausage being made. Yeah, I saw the sausage being made and I yeah. was like, they clipped, I was like, oh, they clipped that. Oh, they took the camera away. Like, that's not on their face saying it. So they definitely yeah. clipped it from a different clip and put it in. And I was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, so that's right. a lot of that, a lot of that. But we'll see. I mean, I trust them to make a good show and <coughs> I I can't help what happened. I'm, I was on camera for, you know, the few seconds at a time. And so whatever, I'm an awkward mess. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> It's is, it, is it is it though it's fine <laughs> i couldn't think of a more rounding promotion for coming up for love on les flicks or wherever you get your no not anymore <laughs> so that's what i was talking about oh sorry undetermined until even it what premieres on saturday but undetermined they're uh, having distribution they have a youtube streams. channel though right i think so yeah coming up for right. love all right, so we got one more no namaste way. We got a bracket bit for our guest, and then we have uh, one more clip here, one more palate cleanser, or one more thing to make you angry. I don't know if this will make you angry or if this will make you... One more topic. Here's a video that went viral this week. 
this is a this is a high school. Mm-hmm. This is a TikTok video of a high school. Tell me when you start to get mad. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. Yes. Yes. So far, so good. This is the commons. This is the catwalk. This is the planetarium. What? No way. This is a Home High School library. No way. This has got to be a college. No way. No way. This is the Carmel Cafe and Market. You have a cafe. This is the back of the Carmel Cafe. This is our Carmel Cafe where we have Teddy. This is the Carmel Varsity Gym. This is the new addition to the Hall of Fame. The gyms. This is the Freshman Gym. This is the Gym. This is the Russell Room, baby. This is the Blue and Gold Gym. We had precisely one gym in my high school, and it was the Everything Gym. The multi-purpose gym. And And it was a third of the size of any of these. Yes. This is the Blue and Gold Track. We had a track in my high school, and it was running one mile on the, the block. It was around yeah. the block. <laughs> this is the field house. Look at this is, shit. <laughs> Look at the this, size of this, this thing. Does this school house like celebrities' kids? Is this a private this is school? Part of our wall of success. This is our natatorium. Yeah. This is the hallway of fame. Not even my college had this. Freshman center. <laughs> What? This is our live radio. (laughs) This is the yearbook room. Oh, gosh. This is the auto shop. No, there's Uh. no way. (laughs) Wood shop. This is wood shop? You build houses? This is the bookstore. This is one of the many cooking rooms in the they got cooking rooms. And this is the decker room. The fuck is the decker room? Why is it? Why? Oh my I don't god! Know. Property yeah. taxes. Property taxes in that area must be. No, you know what's crazy? When people will be like, "Listen, we all have the same opportunities. You just have to yeah. try really hard, and you will be fine." And it's like those, those kids pull themselves up by their bootstraps, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone that yeah, it's right. it's yeah. That's yeah, abs- yeah, that's absolute bullshit. All right, we need some we need some questions here in an anonymous way to uh, to all right. all right. So um, one of the things that we do, mm-hmm. my friend here, let's get let's pull up our gra- we got to pull up our graphic, Sophia. Why don't you tell okay. me, Sophia? Uh, graphic time. All right. Do you want to press? Do you want to press the button on one of the graphics, Sophia? <laughs> is the, I don't know where it is. I wouldn't know where. Don't don't do it. All right. Don't do it. Okay. It's over, it's over here on 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 this other thing here that I have. All right. So we're gonna let you pick. Should we let him pick his own? Because I didn't do a specific bracket for you, but we okay. have several here that are recycled. So I'm gonna have you pick which one we do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but, but Sophia can also. All right. We have uh, MCU duel, but we already did that a couple of times. Uh, we're gonna. We have uh, Christmas movie massacre. I don't really think it's the time for Christmas movies. Uh, we have wrestlers versus Aqua Teen Hunger Force characters. Uh, I don't know. It might be a little too meta. A little too meta. Too meta. Um, we have best rapper actor. Uh, we have fictional Latinx characters. Uh, we have Latinx all-stars. We have, uh, no, I'm not going to do this one. We have cats versus dogs. <laughs> <Famous> cats. <laughs> we have Netflix shows. 
and then we have a couple of un uh, vampires versus zombies. Oh. And then I have one that's unnamed, but uh, the first the first bracket is Rose from Titanic or William Wallace. So I think it's about bravery. Hmm. Um, so Sophia, what do you think we should do with our guest here? Uh, I think he should choose. I saw him perk up at the Latinx one. All stars, all stars cool or characters. Mm-hmm. But I'm also I'm I binge a lot of Netflix, so I'm done. For, I'm game for whatever. A Netflix show I haven't updated in a while, so there's probably some shows that are missing there. So I don't know if they'll be there. Uh, so let's go with what do you think? Latinx All Stars or fictional Latinx characters? Let's go with All Stars. All right, we're gonna go with the uh, All Stars. Five hundred for All Stars. Yeah. All Stars for five hundred, and this is something that I like to call. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's time for bracket bit. This is something that I did on my own show, Fireside Chats. But I brought it over to me, Hent, this show, because everybody loves a good bracket bit. I'm going to give you two choices, Mr. Vega. Okay. You tell me which moves on. The bracket is mine for to create you to solve. You can use whatever methodology you want. Which one of these two Latinx all-stars is your favorite? Which one means the most to you? Which one you'd rather meet there, in person? Is there a pre... Is there a winner? Like, could I win this game? Is what I'm saying? We're all winners. We're all winners. Okay. You just got to We all win. We always get together. This is created to cause maximum pain. So what I'm going to do is just give you two, and you choose which one moves on to the next round. But all that I ask you is that you try to keep the same methodology throughout the entire process. Right. Okay. I always give the example as we did a DC character bracket bit with a friend of mine that's super into the DC universe, and the only way she could wrap her mind around it was that they were having to fight to the death. And they were controlled by an evil genius that was controlling their mind. And that way she could. Yeah, that was Crystal. She did one of the best bracket bits of all time. All right, but let's get started. This is going to be Latinx All-Stars. All righty. All right. We got J-Lo or Guillermo Diaz. J-Lo, man. I Selena. I'm going to go off of impact on my life. Let's go with that. That's going to be my my bracket. So All right, we got here. Melissa Fumero, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right, Damian Bashir. Uh, who's Damian Bashir? I'm blanking on. He's that an one. actor. Uh, the last thing I think I saw him with was uh, Let the Right Ones In, the the Showtime show. He was in the. He's an yeah. actor. Okay, I'm gonna go with Fumero because Brooklyn Nine Nine was was pretty good. All right, we got Anna Diarmas, my favorite, or Cesar Romero, the original Joker. Uh, the Armas, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Rosario Dawson or Freddie Prince? Freddie Prince? Let's see. Hmm. He's Latino? Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr.? Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince was, uh, was uh, a big uh, Latin star like in the 70s oh. and 80s. I know yeah, that. let's go with Dawson. Rosario? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. We got Eva Mendez or Benicio del Toro. Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
We have America Ferrera, Ugly Betty, or yeah. John Leguizamo. <laughs> I was going to say Ugly Betty for sure. Yeah, that was on repeat, like on TV for like the longest. I love All right, we got Michelle Rodriguez, The Fast yeah. Saga, or we have yeah, Ricardo fast, yeah. Montalban. Uh, Rodriguez, those movies are so bad that they're good. I stand by that. Like, if you see it from a pure, you know, fun, then they can push yeah. rockets and kick cars all they want. I don't care. <laughs> the laws of science and physics do not under do not matter. Oh, yeah. All right, we got Jimmy Smith or Daniela Vega. I'm gonna go with Vega. I mean, that's a great last name. I gotta give it to her. You gotta go with Vega. Oscar Isaac or Zoe Zaldana? Uh Isaac, great actor. Desi Arnaz or Gina Rodriguez? Ooh, uh, Rodriguez, Gina. Gina Rodriguez. Okay. Mario Lopez, Chula Vista's finest. I was going to say. Christian Cerrados. He was actually in the wrestling team. It was kind of a big deal, and I was part of the wrestling, so I'm going to go with Mario Lopez. He's Ooh. been uh, adopted by L.A., though. He's a huge Dodgers fan. Bit of a heartbreak, but, you know. Ew. Yeah, I know. Really? I, I don't like him. But yeah. I we got but, um, Eric Estrada. Or Rita Moreno, Estrada, Eric Estrada takes out takes out the egot. What the egot? I love it. Egot got got impact Uh, on my life. I'm telling you, this is. I didn't have taste. That's what I gotta say. Diego Luna (laughs) or Sofia Vergara. Oh, this is. Why'd you put them together? That's hard. This is this early on. This is hard because I am a huge Diego Luna fan. I love his movies, but I also like a show that he recently wrote. It's on Netflix. It's in Spanish. It's um, pretty. It's pretty good based on Ciudad Mexico. I'm gonna go with Diego Luna, but it's a hard one. Sofia Vergara. She's she's great. She's awesome. Also, I love that she like is known for her accent, but not in a bad way. It's kind of like in a oh, it's just her. It's just Sofia Vergara. You know, mm-hmm. so she is. she's better. Uh, Edward James Olmos or Stephanie Beatriz. Olmos, great movies. Great actor, yeah. Anthony Quinn or Anya Taylor Joy. I just recently found out that she's uh, Argentinian. Yeah, I thought she well, she looks hella white, but I guess Argentinian, right? But I'm gonna go with uh, Taylor Joy. That um, Queen's Gambit was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Our favorite vanilla beaner moves oh, on, dude. You this this is messed up, man. This, this is, is the this is round one still. Danny Ooh. Trejo or the woman he's got tattooed on his chest, Salma Hayek. <laughs> oh man, Salma Hayek was my first crush. So we're gonna yeah. go Salma Hayek. She the queen. She the queen. Of course. Right. We got Salma and Anya. Salma, <laughs> please. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Diego Luna or Edward James Olmos? Mm, Luna. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard one, but it's a good one. And that's messed up because now those are together. But all right. Mario Lopez or Eric Estrada? Uh, Estrada. Chula Vista's finest goes away. Oscar Isaac yeah. or Gina Rodriguez? Isaac. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez or Daniel Vega? Daniela Vega. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro or America Ferrera? Ah, Ferrera. Ugly Betty. Oh, America. you love her. She was great. I mean, it's it's was amazing. You just grow up with this. It's like you see it so much, you know. And then you can't go wrong, I, Super Bowl. Rosario yeah, Dawson or Ana de Armas? Ah, uh, de Armas. There you go. And J-Lo or J-Lo. Melissa Fumero? J-Lo. Selena. Anything for Selena. Yeah. 
All right. I cannot follow you any further with J-Lo. Ana de Armas is still her for me. But yeah. J-Lo or Anna. He has a, I, I know I know what you mean, and I feel like, but longevity of life, J Lo was there, yeah. man. J Lo was J Lo. She's got money too. Uh, yeah. America or Mich- I'm 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 treating it like if it was an F Mary Kill situation. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! No, right? <laughs> uh, America Maybe Ferrara, that's... America or Michelle? I'm Michelle. I think Michelle Rodriguez. Next ones are gonna be kind of it's gonna be hard. Oscar Isaac or Eric Estrada? Isaac. I'll go with Isaac. Which is your favorite Oscar Isaac movie? Uh that's um well I know his shows. I know isn't he unless I'm completely blanking out, but isn't he on that uh, Marvel show where he's a uh, Moon, white... Moon King, Moonlight or whatever. Moon Knight. Moon yeah, I forget the name because I binged it like literally in two days. Yeah. But he's in that and um Star yeah, Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Not a huge Star Wars fan. I used to be, but like a lot of the new movies kind of threw me off. There's a, a movie bit. where he plays a like a poker player, a gambler that came out recently. That's really good too. Gambler, I think that's what it's called, isn't or it? Or something. I think it's a the counter or the something. Can, yeah, the card counter or something. I've, seen, I've seen the picture. Yeah, card counter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. All right, Diego Luna or Salma Hayek. That's a hard. One. I'm gonna go with Salma, but this one breaks my heart for sure because Diego Luna is he's great. All right, we got our final four here. Back to the top: J Lo or Michelle Rodriguez. I'm gonna go with J Lo and Salma. And this one is actually kind of easy because out of the two, Salma. I got to go Salma. Yeah, it has to be go. Salma. She's the ultimate. Come this on. is a heartbreaker, man. Those bottom brackets, they really broke my heart. I got to give it to you. They're hard. Yeah, this is why it's this is why the bracket bit is made to cause <laughs> maximum pain. <laughs> and you, complete it, you completed it bravely and quickly, Woo. so we commend you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I am super impulsive, so I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I could be the guy that's like, yeah, kill him, don't kill him, kill him, don't kill him, just because, you know. Yeah. When uh, the revolution happens, that'll be my job. All right, now it's time for <laughs> now it's time for Sophia to shine. It's now time for her favorite segment. All right. Now it's time for no namas way. No namas way. No namas. I just hate that we waited until the end of. I'm exhausted. I'm like over here, like I'm giving. I'm gonna give terrible advice right now, Lou. <laughs> They're short. They're short questions. Let's All see right. if we have anything. All right. Uh, burrito Man Con Queso writes, what is your go-to burrito? Mr. Vega. That's, oh, me? I was going to say that to Sophia. Uh, burrito. Surf and Turf. Uh, the Surf and Turf Fry Burrito. I know you guys ever had it, but it's just like a carne asada burrito, a California burrito, but it has um, – uh, camarones or shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. So it's just like a California burrito add shrimp or do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Add, but I really do you also add like, or you just add, or do you also add like cabbage and like No, no, no. Well, the one I have usually just adds a shrimp and then some kind mm. of chipotle sauce, but everything else is pretty much a Cali burrito. So, mm. I mean, I'm talking big burrito, so two mealer. For sure. Sophia? Man, I'm about to piss off a lot of people. Um, I'm not a huge burrito person. Like, I just don't eat them a lot. Um... All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yo, let's see if you can add yourself back to the stream. Let's see if you can figure that out, Sophia. <laughs> let's see if you can add yourself back to the screen by hovering over your... Hey! hey did I do it? I man, I can't kick you off. I can't give it credit. Nice. All right, go ahead. Go ahead with your 
blasphemous answer. No, because I'm just going to be silent. So fuck you. No, no, I'm, yeah, I keep my hands up here. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm not a huge burrito person. So I'll eat any, any burritos welcomed. Um, there's one burrito that I'm obsessed with. However, it doesn't exist in the market. It, what happens is my family owns a restaurant and we get bored in the kitchen, right? So once in a while, eating the same shit, doing the same shit, you have to make up some shit. So one time, Thina, one of the cooks, she's amazing. I was bored and I was like, I'm hungry. And she was like, I made this random burrito. I was like, all right, cool. Best thing I've ever fucking eaten in my entire life. It had cochinita pibil. It had uh, orange rice. It had... Um, a little, a little, a slight bit of like beans. And then it had, la cochinita pibil also had a bunch of stuff already. Like it was like chopped onion. It was so, it was so good. Oh, and it, oh, it was, it was just the best thing ever. And from this day, like, that's the only thing, the only burrito that brings me happiness mm. and joy. I go to the restaurant. I'm like, Tina, you know what to give me. And she gives me my burritos. Oh, so this is, is recreatable. This is recreatable. Yeah, well, she, I I, like she, know, she knows how to do it. I will say she's the one that makes it the best. She's the one that invented it and makes it the best. Um, no offense to all the other cooks in, in that kitchen, but I did go and Tavo was there one time. Maggie was there. They know how to make it, but they don't make it as good. Because right, it's right. it's a lot. It's the proportion. Sometimes yeah. you put too much, too much beans. Sometimes you put too much rice. So I don't know how but it's, it's the best. That's the only burrito that brings me happiness. Like other than that, all the other burritos, I love them. They're great. I don't have a favorite though. They're good. Could be California, could be beef, could be whatever. Yeah. But that one, and it doesn't have a name. It's just like the burrito that Tina made me one time. It's so good. Damn. Custom made. That's pretty bad. Custom made. Yeah. The original 2 a.m. burrito. Well, listen, when I first came out to California, the first taco shop that I went to was called Taco Motion and PB. Uh, mm-hmm. and that was like my PB. favorite. Yeah, and PB. Well, well, I lived in PB when I first came to San Diego. Oh. That was so but but they were they were mean. They were it was they were Mexican, so it doesn't matter, but yeah. um, but it was you know good as taco shop as any. That's where I felt that was what my first burrito there. So that was when I first had a carne salad in California. The original 2 a.m. burrito order for me was always the carne salad burrito, no pico, and mm-hmm. then add uh sour cream, beans, and cheese because I'm I'm a frijolin. At heart, so you gotta. So it's like just a carne salad mm-hmm. burrito with guacamole and a little bean, sour cream, and cheese. A little extra. I was like, yeah, it's extra. Don't tell me it's extra. I know it's extra. Just charge me and <laughs> give me on. my burrito. Carne salad burritos are good. Yeah. Yep, that's classic. At this point, right I just here. assume that most extras are extra, right? Yeah, and it's just kind of like just add it on. Oh, know? and if I can possibly, some places will let me do it. If I can possibly substitute just uh, sliced avocado instead of guacamole, that's the plus EV move. Really? Yeah, like if I some places they'll be like, "Hey, can I get just avocado, sliced avocado instead of guacamole?" Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's it's like a whole different thing. It is better. Yeah, it is a little bit better. All right, so yeah, so thanks for writing in, burrito man con queso. Uh, That's a question we don't. You'd think I'd get asked that question more. I know. I'm surprised this is the first time. What the hell? Uh, how, uh, okay. Here's a next question, uh, from triple play says my girlfriend recently came out as bi and I am supportive and we have been together for five years. How soon can I ask for a threesome? Okay. That took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Sophia. That oh that was that was it. I don't know why I thought that was you being punchy. Okay. No, All right. That's the question. Um my man. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, let me break it to you. Okay. Okay. She's coming out. 
in my experience, right? Because I came, I came out and I was not dating anyone. But in my experience, from people, from women that are dating men long term and then come out, the odds that you will stay together are very low. <laughs> and this is why, unless yes, you might want to open things up. But here's the thing: I wouldn't say how soon. I don't know that. Let me think about it. But on what's going to happen after you do it, she's going to say yes. She's going to explore. She's going to be very happy that you let her explore. And then she's going to realize she might like it more or less. She might be because it, by sexuality is a spectrum. She might like men slightly more. She might like women slightly more. I will say you might be excited. Get a little less excited because there is a chance that you lose her since she is exploring something new. So don't be too excited. All right. I get it. Have a threesome. Enjoy it. But just know that you know, she's exploring and you have to make peace with the fact that you are going to let her explore a world that she does not know. And that mean that she may like more than being with you. Just saying, but she could also be super grateful, right. And explore and realize, Hey, I'm by and like, I love this, but like, I love you and I want to be with you. And I'm so grateful that you're so open and all that stuff. So it could work out, but just, you know, keep, keep your expectations down here. And, and don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Like, oh. Yeah. If she's like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore after the fact. Right. So don't sexualize it too much. Don't be the guy that's too eager. Just be supportive with her process. And if you're a good partner, she'll appreciate that. Um, you don't want to two things you don't want to do. You don't want to uh, stagnate her growth and you don't want to um, sexualize it to the point where like you're doing it for yourself. Just let her do her process. If she wants to do a threesome, I would say wait until she has processed her sexuality, like her own coming out situation in her head. Cause if she already told you, she's been thinking about it since she was born, I'm assuming, but she, she's already gotten the guts to tell you, you've already accepted her. Give it a few months, a couple months. You don't want to be that like eager boyfriend. That's like, so threesome. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no, that would be my advice. Would be yeah. that if you actually wanted to and let happen, her drive, yeah, if, let her if, let if it be you, her idea. Yeah. If you absolutely want this to happen, and you absolutely cannot be the person that brings it up, if you bring it up first, you are forever branded as the creepy boyfriend that one that immediately doesn't matter if you wait two years, you're the fucking asshole that that that, that immediately was like, oh, my sexuality, yuck. What does that do for me? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it does sound a little. What, what is so? Does that mean I get to cheat by default by having another girl with you, or you know, hey, if, unless she asks for look, one thing is her coming out as bi, the other thing is her saying, I want to now explore that, mm-hmm. you know, because if you've been together for five years, I mean, she's got to be at least in her probably late 20s or maybe early 30s. And if you're coming out at that age, you got a lot of repressed sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot of scissoring to do. Yeah. The best thing you can do. I love that. Lou. The best thing you can do is uh, open the door and let her know. I will support you if you will, if you want to experiment and try things out from then on, she needs to let you know whether she wants to go outside or she wants a threesome or something like that. You know, also put up your boundaries, obviously, if you don't want her to fucking anyone else. So but that's the only way you can prompt it. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm open and supportive to your process. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're not still monogamous, right? Like, they might still... Mm-hmm. I mean, just being bisexual doesn't mean you're immediately polyamorous. So maybe yeah. they don't, you know? And, like, maybe you could be like, yo, no. Like, it's just... I feel like assume the worst in the sense of how you're going to be perceived. Mm-hmm. And just play it safe. Like you said, let them decide. I think it's up yeah. to them. And also, hey, man, fuck, what if, like, again... Couple things could go wrong here, and I feel like you're not considering 
considering because you're thinking with the wrong head but like yeah. what if they leave you or what if you're a disappointment or what if like it's a worst case scenario like i think you've been watching too many movies and not the great kind and you know your expectations are a little too high yeah yeah and then you know I, again what if she's bisexual and she's coming out but she's also like i don't need to act on this but no, sexuality is a spectrum and people have different needs so yeah, you know yeah. you never know if she's just coming out letting you know hey I'm bisexual, but I don't necessarily want to act on it. Like, I don't care. Right. Yeah, yeah. So don't assume that and don't prompt a threesome. Don't assume it. Don't be the first yeah. one to bring it up. Listen, what you do is you you rent bound. Jennifer, <laughs> no. Jennifer, Why Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gerson. And that is like the cringiest like, lesbian movie ever. Don't ever watch it. You it's put that terrible. one on. And then you invite her friend Susan over. And you're like, hey, you haven't spent time with Susan at all. I invited her to come over friends? and watch Bound with us. And then, and then, boom! Instant activation. No, uh, like I said, and if you you're the person, if if you bring up the threesome first, and if you don't, like I said, there's a, there's a high degree of she's coming out late in life, which means she may or may not have a lot of repress. You need to get out there and and and, and do it. And she's in a long term relationship with a dude who she's been fucking for five years, right? So she might be bored. So you you got to stay on your game. Make sure you do some date nights. You know, ask her if there's anything, any kind of different food. Buy her some Birkenstocks, something. Uh, just keep her happy. Keep her, keep her happy. You know. <laughs> Yo, your look competition at, look, just look, doubled, look, my guy. Looking to buy a Subaru. Looking to buy a Subaru. He's and, so comfortable. And, <laughs> He's so confident. I'm like, bro, what? I would be so not confident in this moment. Yeah, yeah. No, because if you if you bring up that this is the key point. If you bring it up, then you have turned her sexuality into what you can get out of it. Yeah. And and that will and that will accelerate the process of you getting thrown on your ass. Now, since he is our viewer, I'm going to try to give you the advice of how you can get to the threesome if that is your goal <laughs> in a respectful <laughs> manner, okay? Because I also want you for. Yeah, because I I also want you to respect your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, you pro you you basically are just open to her um letting her know that you're accepting her, right? The idea has to come from her. Hypothetically, let's say she's like, hey, babe, I want to explore women. You've been so accepting. This is great. You then um, have to let her know that you don't feel comfortable doing that or, or letting her explore with someone alone. And you therefore have to be there. <laughs> that will then prompt her say like, OK, that's a hard boundary. I will find a girl to have a threesome with us. That's usually how it goes because that is your boundary, right? Unless you're unless you're okay with her going and getting hers, but I think what you want is to get yours too. So I would just say, if she prompts it, let her let her know that your boundary is that you have to be present. There you go, and then she has to, she'll be because that's the only way she gets to explore, right? It's either she dumps you or you guys have a threesome. So she's gonna want to have a threesome. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's yeah. advice. Now, I will say when casting for a threesome, <laughs> I can go into an hour rant for that, but we'll stop it there. But it's very important what girl you choose, okay? This is make or break for your relationship. Threesomes are... Whoa. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a headache. It's a headache. I would not... I'm, I don't envy you in any way. Yeah, they're not all that, that cracked up to be. It's, no. not like, it's not like, you know, they could really fuck your shit up if, if it's yeah. like that. All right, we got one more here. Uh, we got two more here. Number one is from uh, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. Uh, my boyfriend does not like my dog, and my dog does not like my 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 boyfriend does not like my dog, and my dog does not like my boyfriend. Which one should I choose? Spoiler alert: I choose the dog. 
Okay, you already so know that, the answer. You, oh, know yeah, the answer. you already know the answer. I think, you know, even before that answer, you know <laughs> the was, answer. That was, an easy, that was an easy one. There you go. Yeah, well, they all. fixed it. Yeah, you uh, always gotta go with the dog. Uh, Randy Dandy, um, how do you make the jump from situation to relationship? I've been seeing this girl on and off that I met at the dog park for the last year, uh, and we started a relationship after our dogs got along, uh, and we've been seeing each other every couple of months since. I recently found out she has a long-term boyfriend. Uh, is there any chance of getting of of finding a way to get them to break up? Because I've been thinking more and more, and she seems like we would be good together. No, or should I give up or just keep enjoying? Are post dog walk bones. No. <laughs> nice pun. Nice pun there. Nice oh pun. my gosh. Yeah. Our our I viewers mean. are all toxicos. Why are they all toxicos? <laughs> they oh come, you come for the right place for, like, for advice. Help me, help me to find out how I can cheat. <laughs> how can I yeah. cheat? How can I get this happy couple? Well, how can I hide my affair? <laughs> well, what is it called? Home wrecking. How can I home wreck 101? How yeah, can I home wreck? Listen, it's anonymous advice from unqualified podcasters. So they come here yeah. for the advice. So, you know, yeah. what do you want to do? You got to, sometimes you got to look, I'm a gray area guy. So, but I'll All let right. you, uh, let's let our guest start. Uh, what are your, what are your primary thoughts here? Mm-hmm. Listen, is, I think with this- is it possible to, to make the upgrade if you're already the okay. side chick or side dude? Right. Right. That's question number one. Yeah. Is it possible? I think that if you have the proper ambition, <laughs> <laughs> but it really comes down to where your moral stands, right? Like, where's your line? Because if you're number two, right? Like, is there a number three that's going to be coming for your throat pretty soon? You know what I mean? It just seems like a pattern. And if they've already done that to someone else, what's to say they won't do it to you? But, hey, if you're for that, like, if you're polyamorous, if like, you're open to that sort of thing, then by all means, do your thing. But know that the pattern of behavior is there. So don't be surprised if you're you got to go out of town for a trip or for work or something, and you come back and you got you know find something yeah. someone else. So it's just like if you're gonna be okay with it, then be okay with it, but don't be surprised, you know. Mm-hmm. But, making the, yeah. the making the side chick or side dude to main dude main chick move is always difficult, and it is often treacherous, and you can feel as confident about your position as the people did during the French Revolution after they had somebody else's head chopped off. Because yeah. inevitably, two days later, it was their head that was getting chopped off. Yeah. And on it went, and on it went, and on it went. So listen, uh, enjoy what you have. Yeah. Right and now. be very careful with what you have, because while women have to deal with the danger of dating and being around men, Men who mess around with women that are involved with crazy men are the ones that are are the ones that are are the ones that are in danger in those scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, you're often not going to have danger from an actual woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are crazy, yes, it happens, but more so you're going to be in danger if you mess with a woman that's with a dangerous man. So, yeah, yeah, I would say cut that shit off and uh, go back to your regularly scheduled program. Do not attempt to make the move up; it never works. And uh yeah. Yeah. That's just the realistic take, right? Yeah. I I yeah, I I also again, uh, these men. I I I don't think that you have a grasp of how powerless you are in the situation. 
It's her yeah. choice at the end of the day. Does yeah. she want to be with you? Does she yeah. want you to be her boyfriend? Does she want to dump her boyfriend to have you in her life? Or are you a side piece? Like, be a little self-aware. Do you guys have feelings for each other? Are you in love with her? Because what, what are you going to do? Like, there's nothing you can do. How are you going to make them break up? You could maybe be a manipulative person and get them to an awkward position. But then is that going to make, is her being single then going to make her want to date you? Or are you just a yeah. booty? Yeah, you, you never go get full rom-com. Yeah, get, a, get clarification on that before you make any moves. Because just her on the side and she's cheating doesn't mean that she has feelings for you uh, let's wants say to be with you. let's say she's let's say best case scenario she's unhappy or you want to mm -hmm. feel like you're captain save a lady and okay. maybe like worst case scenario she's got an abusive boyfriend that's a piece of shit and he's never yeah the whole the whole oh no like, oh yeah. yeah yeah if you if it's that deep then again be careful and, yeah, and number two just it's you're gonna your shit's gonna fucking you're it's gonna upheave your whole fucking life your job's gonna suffer your friends are going to think your friends are going to think you're stupid. It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to, you know, what is it? I'd say she does not want to be saved. Is this, yeah, is the song. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't want you to save her basically is, is the reality of the situation. In most cases where we men put themselves in these positions where they think that they're doing the right thing. They think they're being valiant. You know, they, you know what I mean? And but then and, you uh, end up getting shitted on. So if, if you're already uh, a guy that's okay being the side dude, then be the side dude yeah. and side dudes and side chicks yeah. really need to learn to play their position better overall because yeah. they, they be, they be thinking <clears throat> they get privileges and second Valentine's day and all this other stuff, you know, you know, yeah, this stay, is not like stay a, in your lane, side people. It, <laughs> no. It's not like a tag. Like you don't Sancho, tag Sancho's are out yeah. there, but just yeah. be, like, be a you know be a cool Sancho. Yeah, because like Sancho doesn't mean like it's not like you fill in with, with the other. Like if the boyfriend leaves, then you don't get promoted. That's not how it works. No. Right? Like a Sancho's a Sancho, so you're mm -hmm. you're probably stuck in that world for all you know. So yeah. I think like you said, Louis, like the headache's not worth it. Enjoy it while you last while it lasts. But then realize yeah. that hey, there's a huge red flag in right in front of your nose. Just yeah. Now I will I will say if you hear our advice right now and then you are like, whoa, they misread my situation. Her and I are in love. She's stuck in here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then resubmit and then I can give you different advice based on if you both love each other and want to be committed and there's some roadblock stopping you. But as as far as what you told us, I just don't like you're just a Sancho. So like, I'm sorry. There's yeah, not a lot you can yeah. do. You have no power exactly. in the situation. And you know so. what? Like I feel like it'll happen. Like you, you definitely you start seeing someone, and there's a lot of red flags that you notice that you're yeah. you refuse to see, right? That like you're like, no, 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 it's not that bad. One, because maybe this person really does mean that to you. And I feel like you can care for someone a lot and be in a shitty situation. Mm -hmm. So but you have to be a little more self-aware and be like, listen, you know the answer to this, right? You know what we should be doing. You just want more validation through a conversation, whether it's with us or with a friend or something like that. You want more validation so that you feel like you're doing the right thing, but you already feel wrong with this. So maybe you should mm -hmm. listen to that and back off a little bit. You know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. But or you could create a bunch of fake profiles, start liking his pages and commenting under Ooh, his pictures and, and then she'll get jealous he's like he's like how to break up a marriage part one yeah, part one i mean listen 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 i'm just kidding um 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. We've done about two and a half hours with Mr. Yeah. Vega today on wow. different pods. So Move it was fun by. being on your podcast today, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming over. For sure. Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a good time. And thanks for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Um, time flew, honestly. And yeah. uh, we got a lot of a lot of good conversations. It's, this is, again, this is the fun part about podcasting, right? You get to have cool, random conversations with people. Yeah, Definitely. thanks for your contribution, man. You were you brought you brought a lot to the show. So we will make sure that on future episodes, uh, you know, later on, yeah, we'll 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 invite you on for some stuff. You know, hopefully Definitely. we'll see you around yeah, the festival thanks. and uh, you know, keep doing your thing with the pod, man. Let us know when our episode is up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for I'll your hit you guys time. up. Yeah, for sure. Uh I'll hit you guys up soon. And again, thanks for the invite. It was a lot of fun. And I do hope to see you guys at the uh Latino yeah. Festival. Hell It'll yeah. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll send you the schedule when uh when it's out and stuff so you can come and just let us know what kind of what movie you want to go watch yeah for sure man thanks all right brother take it easy right. take it easy bye, bye. peace out all right that was mr vega two hour, from 30. The two hour 30 all right yeah sophia mm-hmm. luis I'm going to go heat up my choripan and fries that I have left over yes, today. Yes, as you should. Yeah. Shout I'm out gonna... Puerto Boca in San Diego that hooked us up del- today. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, they also said it was cool to leave some uh, stuff for the festival there as well so that mm-hmm. we can get some Argentinians to go watch some. There's a really cool comedy from Argentina that I programmed. Um, nice. That's kind of like uh, that. That's that's cool. And there's some other. There's, there's always a lot of movies from Argentina, Peru, Colombia, Brazil. It'll be a cool festival. I'm excited. All right. We have the show. We'll be covering it. Make sure that yes. you guys come check us out one more time. Use code Mihante Show at checkout if you are buying tickets, and uh, and we'll hope to see you there. We'll be back at some point. We'll be focusing on the festival, but we'll also keep dropping some contact. Look out for some clips and a new Mihante Show YouTube channel coming out. For now, this is Big Chief Burrito and Sofia Carrillo saying thank you. We love you. We'll try better next time. Don't take your life too seriously. (laughs) And hasta luego, mi gente. Hasta luego. Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. Por eso esperar, muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprenda sus nombres de memoria. Y yo quiero asegurarme de que ninguno de mi